Hey, welcome to Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. I'm Patrick Mayhorn. My co-host is Ryan Donnelly. Ryan, how's it going? Good, man. Uh, me and my FBI buddies just flew in from Ruby Ridge, and boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's, uh, it's Mountain West. If you couldn't tell from that, it's Mountain West Preview Day today. Yep. Um, we're we're going to break down the tiers. We're also going to include BYU. Live from the Bundy Ranch. <laughs> it's flipping the field. That's right. Oh, man. Yeah, we're, we're also going to include BYU and New Mexico State because there's nowhere else to put them. Um <laughs> they uh we're not gonna do an independence only podcast, so we're gonna we're gonna integrate some of these yeah, we're gonna integrate some of these teams into uh into other conferences. Um but see uh I, I think it's a step up from the CUSA, right? It, I mean definitively it oh, is a, yeah, it is yeah. a, it is a step up. I think most things are a step up from the CUSA. <laughs> Honestly probably could have done the CUSA first because I think the Mac is better. Yeah. Um we have now moved on to the eight football conferences that anyone cares about. Even yeah. like I, I think even the CUSA is a little difficult for us to care about sometimes. Yeah. Uh yeah. But, you know, yeah, the CUSA is definitely the one where I just I don't really there's like three teams in there mm-hmm. that I'm even going to keep track of. And I'm a sicko. This yeah. is like what I do. Is yeah. I keep again, track I watch 14 hours of college football yeah. every Saturday. <laughs> yeah. And if and the, the CUSA is on there, then something has gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, shit, this is this isn't right. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess what we're talking about, though, before I forget, you know, congratulations to Columbus native Brendan Knox, who just got drafted. Uh, yes, sir. Or, or he got an undrafted free agent contract at a Marshall. Yes, sir. CUSA uh, legend, Brendan Knox. Yeah. Uh, the Good. second best running back in the conference behind Jared Patterson, maybe people were saying. Jared Patterson's the Mac, baby. Uh, you're right. Uh, <laughs> also, didn't get drafted somehow. It's been a long day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will. I will say briefly that Trey Sermon was drafted in the third round, and Jarrett Patterson wasn't drafted. Every NFL decision maker should have to go to prison. Yeah. Look. Um. Here's where I'm at. I don't think that Sermon should be drafted in the third round. Certainly. I also don't think Javante Williams should have been drafted as high as he is, and yeah. I also don't think Jarrett Patterson. I mean, Jarrett Patterson probably should have been drafted, but yeah. not not uh, high. Yeah. Running backs who run to contact can be really good in college because they're bigger and meaner. Yeah, uh, those guys don't work in the NFL. I don't know why they took them. Like, I'm sorry, Trey Sermon. I hope he has a great career. I'm rooting for him and all that. Yeah, he's had like three major lower body injuries, and he runs to contact every week. He's gonna yeah, and, die, and he's like as flexible as I am. He's not. Yeah. He's not a dynamic athlete by any means. Yeah, that hurdle was cool and all, but yeah, it's uh, like that was his whole. Th- that was his one cool thing that he yeah. ever gets to do. Um, yeah. yeah, and uh, I just he was charging that up. Yeah, yeah, man. I, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of NFL teams taking just not good running backs in this draft. Just a very Travis Etienne yep. in the first round. Things not, of that uh, nature. Not my NFL team. No. We're taking the only good back. Yeah, that's right. In the first round, that classic move that we all love. You know, it's it's everyone always <laughs> says you want to take uh, running backs early and uh, pay mid level quarterbacks. That's, that's right. That's the best way to yes, build a football. Yeah, team. especially old mid level quarterbacks mm-hmm. that can't throw the, <laughs> throw the ball down the field anymore. And they can't run. They yeah. can't avoid sacks. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the sweet spot. I think it's right where you want to be at. Yeah, and then you want to surround them with five deep threats at receiver. <laughs> that's correct. Yes, <laughs> and you want to make sure you spend uh, approximately forty million dollars over two seasons on tight ends that you mm-hmm. won't throw the ball to, and never bring back the one defender capable of tackling Lamar Jackson. You mm-hmm. don't want to do that. That would be. I mean, well, we've solved it. Glad <laughs> <laughs> glad that we've won the Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, this is. But exact- in all seriousness, though, it is time to put Alejandro Villanueva in the Hague. Uh, he needs to be arrested. <laughs> Uh, I'm tired of him. It's time to put him in jail. Uh, Inshallah, we will see him boiled soon. (laughs) Go Browns. Um, All right, Mountain West preview. Uh, Ryan, do you have... Oh, Lance Leopold. We need to talk about Lance Leopold. Of course we do, Patrick. Um, Last last week, we erroneously 
declared Jeff Munkin the new head coach at Kansas. Excuse me, we? Yes, we. You, okay, fine, you did. Um, <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not Jeff Munkin, it's Lance Leopold. We talked about those two as sort of the finalists. Um, thankfully, it wasn't Skip Holtz, as had been <laughs> sort of rumored. Um, Lou Holtz. Yeah, it was Lou Holtz. Um, thankfully, it wasn't Mike Elko, has, as had been rumored. Um, I hope that man is never a head coach. That's my official stance on Mike <laughs> Elko. I, I want him to be trapped with Jimbo forever. Hmm. Um, but uh, I don't know anything about Mike Elko, except that just that it seems like Marcus Freeman just became his dad. Yeah. Yeah, so. that's correct. <laughs> my my opinion is that I'm biased against every defensive coordinator that isn't Jeff Halfley or Marcus Freeman. Those are the two that I like. The well, rest what can of you them do? Are, yeah, the rest of them are bad. Um, but uh, Lance I like Le- Jim Leonard. Yeah, okay, he's fine. I like Jim Levitt too. Jim Levitt is stupid. I mm. like Jim Levitt. Like he just no one likes to work with him enough to keep him around, even though he has a really good defense everywhere he goes. Like no I matter he- what. I heard you like Levitt Town. I heard you. <laughs> I yeah. heard you were personally involved in the first ever gentrified <laughs> town in America. That's that you, right, Jim Levitt Town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're the architect of Redline. That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah, Jim Levitt declaring his he he he's announcing his new Redline defense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what does this what does this entail? Classic Long Island Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> um, I believe he's at SMU now, which is going to be very, very funny when SMU has an awesome defense. And everybody's like, Let's what go. the hell is going on here? Um, so, so Lance Leopold, though. So yes, Lance Leopold. Yes, Lance Leopold. Um, we, we love the hire, yeah? I mean... Yeah, it's great. This look, is this is the best hire of the offseason, and the worst you know, Power 5 team got it. I don't think it's just the best hire. I think he's the single best coach that was hired this offseason. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's not just best relative yeah. to expectations. He's, like, flat out the best coach anyone got. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, he blows Gus Malzahn out of the water. It's like he, not even yeah, close. Gus Malzahn, he blows Josh Heupel out of the water. Yeah. I, I think I, we've talked about this before. I think Josh Heupel is straight up a bad football coach. Like, I, I don't mm-hmm. think that he's even <laughs> just okay. I think he's shitty at his job. I think Gus Malzahn sucks too. Yeah, I think that they're just bad coaches, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, I have seen some of the stuff that Josh Heupel is doing at Tennessee, and it's like this guy fucking sucks. Who are the power of hires? Clark Lee got hired at Vanderbilt. He right? rocks. I like Clark. Yeah, Lee. he's cool. Yeah. Uh, Shane Beamer at South Carolina. Terrible trash. Yeah, bum. Um, is that oh Steve Sarkeesian? Yeah, uh, whatever. Brian Har- Brian Harson, who is just a worse Lance Leopold, right? <laughs> just, like not as good Lance Leopold. Uh-huh. Um, uh, yeah, I think that this is the best coach that got hired. Yeah, I mean, I really can't argue. I'm thinking uh, about it. Like, There's no argument from what we've seen. I think he's one well, of the well, Butch Jones, of course. Yeah, besides of course, him, naturally. Though, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like Blake Anderson is fine, I guess. Uh, but like, uh, I, I think Lance Leopold is one of the best coaches in football right can now. Can we? Uh, can we just go back to Butch Jones real quick here? Yeah, uh, sure. Can we, can we play that Tennessee? fan butch jones song you know what i'm talking about i don't know what you're oh talking man about. uh we can listen to it and put it in the episode right here because it is a it's a real treat let me tell you for you and our listener right, we'll, we'll, we'll put the chorus of it okay and, uh, i'll see if i'll see if i can track it down yeah i'll send um, it to you butch jones yeah he's gonna kick your ass yeah he's gonna kick your ass yeah he's gonna kick your ass butch jones yeah he's gonna kick your ass yeah he's Okay, but uh, Lance Leopold, <laughs> like I was saying, I think he's one of the best coaches in football, right? Like he he's a flat out. Yeah, he's a really really good football coach. And, and I think more importantly than just being a good coach in terms of X's and O's and stuff like that, uh, he is an incredible program and culture builder. That's yes. what he excels at. So I mean, this look, Buffalo has won a lot of games despite being the least talented team in the entire MAC. Right? Yeah, they have a huge talent advantage every single week. 
and he wins despite that. And at Kansas, you have to know how to win without a talent advantage because in your best case scenario, you might have the third least talented roster in the entire conference if Matt Campbell leaves Iowa State and they hire someone bad and if Chris Kleiman craters at Kansas State. Um, There's no one else you're going to out-recruit in your entire conference, right? There's, I mean, not that I can think of. Yeah. So you got to get really lucky. (laughs) I mean, you got to get really, really lucky. I think in theory you could out-recruit Texas Tech, which is – in the process of cratering, correctly. Yeah, during the Matt Wells like yeah. gap year or whatever, Boy, when it gets fired, you got to get rid of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, look, yeah, I mean, look, Leopold is going to get guys that fit his system in there. He's going to be a run-heavy football team, which is not something most teams in the Big Twelve see every single weekend. He's going to be like the only one of the only teams not running the air raid. Um, you're a running back away. Like, I mean, you really are. Like, you, you build your line, which, I mean, you he knows how to recruit, clearly knows how to coach. Uh, your quarterback almost doesn't matter. Like, like Kyle Van Trees isn't good for her Buffalo, and yeah. uh, they're fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they get it done. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think, I mean, like, I don't know what you can say. He's won everywhere he's ever gone. He's yeah. overcome huge challenges. Like, you don't understand, people don't quite get how incredibly dominant Mount Union was in D3 football. And he came in and took their lunch money with yeah. Wisconsin Whitewater. Like, yeah. Mount, Mount Union was the only D3 football yeah, they, team. They won like every year. They... Yeah. <laughs> and now he, his, well, Whitewater won every year under him yeah. once he got it going. Yeah. And... Matt, Matt Campbell is seeing this. Hire. He's like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Not this guy. <laughs> Not this guy. He's doing the, uh, have you seen the, the, the Rudy Gay video where it's, uh, I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to include it. But okay. it's a, uh, there's like a Raptors, uh, I guess it would be uh, whoever was playing the Raptors and when mm-hmm. the Raptors had Rudy Gay. And it's like, last couple of seconds of the game, Rudy Gay has the ball and the fan is just yelling out, no, no, <laughs> it's Rudy Gay. <laughs> Rudy, That's amazing. Rudy Gay just drains a buzzer oh beater. Oh my God. Not this guy. That's what, uh, that's what Matt Campbell is okay. doing. Yeah. Okay. No, it's Rudy Gay. No, 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 not this guy. Not this guy. No. Just, uh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, I mean, if anyone's ever going to do it to Kansas, it's Lance Leopold. We Look, everyone on this podcast knows our stance on Leopold, right? If yeah. you have listened this far or listened to, you know, even five minutes of any episode, you've probably heard us say his name. Yeah. Which would be a cool approach to listening. <laughs> just listening to five, <laughs> five, minutes, five minutes just seeking Lance Leopold, just doing yeah. control F on a podcast mm-hmm. for Lance Leopold. Um, and, yeah, I mean, he's he's really good at this. And the, the other thing that I'm encouraged by is that he's bringing most of his Buffalo staff with him. Right, like he's keeping a couple Kansas guys on, which I, I I don't really have strong thoughts on. It seems like the ones who are fine and and have strong connections to current recruits. Right, no Mike DeBoard. No Mike DeBoard, from what I have gathered. Um, but he's bringing with him, um, Andy Kotelnicki, who is the offensive coordinator and wide receivers coach. Jim Dabrowski, who is the co-offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. Brian Borland, who's the longtime defensive coordinator. Um. Chris Simpson, who's co-defensive coordinator, Rob Ionello, who's the assistant, um, I think it's Ionello, the uh, assistant head coach, he's the recruiting coordinator. Can you say it with an accent? Ionello. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's, the, he's the guy who finds all of their good players. Um, mm-hmm. he's, he's really good at his job. I think he's, he's doing a great job at yeah, it, yeah. I think... <laughs> He's good at finding the uh, Sorry, at finding no. the guys who are out of nowhere, but uh, <laughs> I, I will say he's one of the best talent identifier recruiting coordinators that you're going to find. Um, yeah, offensive line coach whose name is it's spelled Scott Fox. It, <laughs> so I'm not going to folks. I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm sure it's Fuchs. It's, <laughs> folks, I'm not going to lie to you on this podcast. His name is Scott Fox, and Scott, you know, if you watch their offense. 
their offensive line specifically, Scott does fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just get a load of the guy. Um, but they're, they're, he's bringing like his whole staff with him and it's a really good staff. And I just, we were talking about this off air. If, if this doesn't work, Kansas should just stop playing football. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the, or this just is, drop down a level yeah, or something. Yeah. This is the absolute best that they could do. Like this is, you're not going to get a better hire than this. Do you think we can get Lance on the horn? Oh, get a hold man. of him. We tell him, please, sir. Please use our recruiting strategy we've told you about for the Midwest, where you just have one guy for every city, and you just live in those cities and don't recruit anywhere else. Lance, sir, please. Please, Lance. Lance, Lance, sir. <laughs> just, on. Just have yeah, have 10 guys on your staff who really get to know the high school coaches yes. of, like, St. Louis, Kansas, um, City, Kansas City, Chicago. Chicago. Probably get somebody in Dallas just to have someone there. Definitely. Um, uh, you need someone in Houston and yeah, Austin Yeah, go down as to well. Houston, Austin. That's, what, six? Six yeah. or seven? Um, you could send somebody out to even as far as, like, Cincinnati, I think. It's Indianapolis. Um, definitely worth yeah, it. Yeah, Indianapolis. Maybe the, like, the Louisville area. Yeah. Um, like just just send them out there and then have them live get, in those cities. Yes, yeah. yeah, live in those cities. Have them get to know the high school coaches and have those high school coaches. You know, high school coaches like to gossip. They, oh, they love it. They love to gossip and they love to tell college coaches, "Hey, I've got this sophomore who's really good that no one knows about." Right? High school coaches love to like have you at a practice. They'll like sidle up next yeah. to you while they're yeah. coaching. They're gonna fold their arms. They're gonna tuck their play calling sheet <laughs> in the front of their shorts, like yes. down by their balls yes. for some reason. Yes. They're gonna throw their whistle over their shoulder, and they're gonna pretend they're not gonna look at you. They're just gonna look out the field, pretend they're watching football and yeah. not paying attention at all. Yeah. And like, you know what I heard about, you know, <laughs> like I heard about this about North this week. Yeah. I was like, no way, really? Yeah, Tell yeah, me more. Yeah, and heard, they'll go on for 40 minutes yeah, easily. Yeah, I, I heard North has a five foot four <laughs> running back who runs a 3.9. It's like, oh, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a wild thing to hear. GPA is a 1.9, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, high school coaches love wearing visors while being bald and just getting insane <laughs> sunburns in the weirdest parts of their body. Uh, high school coaches love wearing those, like, uh, short sleeve windbreakers, mm-hmm. which obviously then do not break the wind because yeah. you're still getting wind on your arms. Uh, I think they call them shackets is the yeah. name for those things. They love wearing those. High school coaches love putting in chewing tobacco and then accidentally swallowing it and playing it off like they didn't. That's right. Yeah. Um, high school coaches love carrying a backpack by the top of it instead of mm. putting it on their back for some reason. That's one thing they love to do. High school coaches love to walk out to the practice field and say, it's a beautiful day for football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, high school... <laughs> <laughs> high school coaches love to pretend to run sprints with their players and then stop after five seconds because they realize that they don't actually want to. <laughs> high school coaches love to tell you about their grandma who could run a four six and hits like a Mac truck and you better watch out for her. We're going to play that clip from Days of Confused in here too. I'll send it to you. Um. Hell man, my grandmother's quicker and tougher than you pansies. Of course she's 6'3", 250. He's Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway... <laughs> Putting in a lot of clips this episode. Um, high school coaches, yeah, that's, we get, you get the idea. High school coaches love to sell you drugs. Mm, whoa, <laughs> uh, good ones or what are we talking about? Probably just like D ball. They're probably just yeah, selling you. Yeah, you know. they, they love to grow their own drugs and then sell them to you. Mm, okay, yeah. yeah. High school coaches growing sounds, steroids. Yeah, sounds in like the maybe room. sounds like maybe we went to different high school. <laughs> yeah, we might have. <laughs> um, Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's a great hire. It's if great it doesn't hire. work, Kansas should stop playing football. Yep, Lance Leopold rocks, and you guys yeah. know our stance. Yeah, um, I'm excited to see what this looks like. They're going to suck for like two years. Like they're like solidly suck for like two years. They might Big have like one or two good players. Yeah, but they if they give him enough time, they gave him a six year contract. I don't 
I don't. I really hope they honor that and they actually give them the full six years I mean, to what try. What do they and, have to lose? I don't know, man. They they keep doing it though, where they <laughs> they hire someone and then get rid of them immediately. Um, with less miles, it was certainly deserved. With Lance, hire Bill Self to recruit for you. Ooh. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the the Lance and Bill podcast. Where they right. just they just hop on and they riff and they're way better at it than we are. Yeah, yeah well, what can you do? <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm 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 amped up about this. I can't believe that Kansas actually got uh, him. How about this? How about four to six years in federal prison with L and B? Why is that? <laughs> what, what, what are they? Uh, Bill Self is going to go to federal prison for his. And he's bringing Lance with him? Is this That's a. Right. Uh, okay, he's going to take Lance this, down. Okay, I, I think I see this as more of a. Uh, because Lance is such a good guy, I see this as more of a Bobby Schmurda situation. Where okay. Lance is taking the time in prison to help Bill, right? He's a white hat. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, he's, he's in deep cover. That's yeah, what Lance's yeah, thing yeah. Is. We're hearing it more. And okay, more. let's get to the Mountain anyway, West. Anyway, the Mountain West. <laughs> um, we're going to start off first with the non-affiliated teams in the uh, in our in our Mountain West preview. We sure are. Um, b- b- I don't really want to get into tier talk and then be talking about New Mexico State. Um, I don't have a ton of stuff to say honestly about either of these teams. Uh, first up is is BYU. Um, BYU obviously was awesome last season. I yes. mean, one of my favorite teams to watch. That uh, that offense was so well designed. Their offensive line was just mashing ass like crazy. One of the best offensive lines in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach Wilson was so much fun to watch. Uh, defense was really, really good. Like quietly, really, really, really good. They How just does had Zach Wilson look like a character on the OC. <laughs> That's <laughs> the BYU quarterback syndrome. Zach Wilson looks like he's a contestant on Love Island. Yeah, and he is, and he we is, love that yeah. for him. Okay. Um, but uh, their defense was just like eleven, just massive linebacker looking dudes. They just yeah. like, every single guy on their defense was a linebacker, and then they had one massive defensive tackle. That's it. That's the Let's whole go. defense. Um, but the unfortunate thing is that they lose pretty much everybody. This is like one of the most inexperienced teams in the country. Um, Zach Wilson is obviously gone. A good portion of the offense around him is gone. Yeah, top receiver's um, gone, right? Yeah, top receiver Dax Milne, I believe, is gone. Um, there's just like it, it's it's sort of a a year where they're transitioning. They're going to have to try and find new guys. Um, off the top of my head, I think Baylor Romney, the backup quarterback, is is back. Um, Which is Mitt Romney's grandson, right? He really I, is. I, I believe so. Yeah. I, I think a lot of the the Romneys at uh at, at BYU are legitimately related to. Is there to Mitt. anything more BYU than starting Mitt Romney's grandson at quarterback? And his name is Baylor. And his name no, is Baylor. No, yeah, there's I mean, not much. On. There's not much more than that. <laughs> um, but at this point, I I do think I trust Kalani Satake. I think he's a good coach. There was a mm-hmm. while there where it seemed like he wasn't. Um, but he was really really <laughs> done dirty by the schedule that he had in his early years and i think he can get it done i'm just i don't think that this is going to be an especially good year for byu i I think that the the talent lost is just way too much to have to come back from um the defense might still be okay i'm a little bit more confident in the defense but i believe they also lost jeff grimes the uh the offensive coordinator um at least part of the offensive coordinator duo i believe the other one is back but um if memory serves i think jeff grimes went to texas tech um Let me check. Uh, no, Baylor. That's right. He went okay. to Baylor, um, which is a rare, no. very good hire for Baylor. They'll have this, to play his old team this year, too. They play each other this fall. Yeah, I don't think that's going to go great for BYU. I'm going to be honest. I think BYU is in a tough spot this I year. I don't know if they just had to flip all of their non-con Power 5 games from last year to this year or something, but their schedule that, is horrific. That certainly could be. Um, it's, it's very unfortunate, too, because if they had this schedule last year, they're probably in the playoff. <laughs> this is a 
I don't know if they win all these games last year. I mean, this is a brutal schedule. It's a tough schedule. Can you yeah. do you want to you want to go through it? Yeah, yeah let's do it. So, we'll do so a they lead off. Record. They lead off the game or lead, lead on the season rather with a neutral site game in Las Vegas against Arizona. That's um, a win. That's a win. They get Utah at home. Mm, loss. You think it's a loss? Utah's going to be okay this year. Okay. Uh, they get Arizona State at home. That's a loss. I agree. Yeah. They get USF at home, which is a win. Yeah. Two Jesus and two. Christ. Three Pac-12 teams to yeah. open this season. Uh, <laughs> hey, and guys. Then, then they go at Utah State, which I'd say is a win. Yeah. Three and two. They get Boise State at home. Three and three. Three and three. Yeah. They go at Baylor. I think they go win that game. Mm, I don't like Baylor this year. I don't like Baylor really ever under Dave Aranda, but I... I uh, Charlie Brewer's not there anymore. Um, I liked the kid who was behind him, whose name is escaping me right now. Um, he was like a word co- for it. His name is Romney Baylor. That's actually yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's the mascot. <laughs> um, I, I guess. I guess. Just, I just think, one more riff on that. Having a quarterback named Baylor Romney at BYU is like Ohio State having a quarterback named Woody Buckeye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and we love him for it. <laughs> yeah, Woody, Woody Bucky, Woody, Woody Buckeye, the three star who gets processed immediately. Yeah. <laughs> shows up and everyone's like, "What the fuck are yeah, you he, doing?" He here, played dude? at Urbana in high school. <laughs> he just came down the road. Yeah, uh, the message board posters are furious that he's not getting more playing that's right. time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so wait, uh, we said Utah State was a win. What did we say uh, Baylor. Uh, we said that was a win. So four and three. Four and three. Then they go at Wazoo. Um, Probably a loss. I think that this, the the floor is high enough under Nick Rolovich that they're not going to lose to such an inexperienced team. I think we can reasonably say they'll split the Baylor Wazoo games, right? They'll yeah. win one of those. Lose yeah. One. So we'll say four and four regardless. Okay. They get Virginia at home. Oh, that's a loss. I think it's a loss this yeah, year. Yeah, that's a loss. I don't think Virginia is going to be great, but I I just I think the, at home I think they can beat Bronco. Man, that is that is a brutal schedule. Yeah. Whew. Um, I think we call that a win, man. Okay. All right. You gotta give them one of those. Yeah. Five and four. Then they get Idaho State, which is a win. Yeah. Six and four. Then they get a bye week. I believe that uh, a Petrino is no, not at Idaho State, but a Petrino. Uh, one of the Petrinos, I think Paul is at Idaho still. Really? Yeah. And I believe I'm actually wearing an Idaho State shirt right now. Mm. Um, let me let me see here. Sorry, Patrick, you're stripping on the podcast yeah, I'm right now. On the podcast. Yep. Sure enough, it's the Bengal Tiger. Let's go. Let's go, Idaho State. But uh, yeah, six and four. Okay. Then they go at Georgia Southern. That's, that's a win. Mm, that's a win. Because they're better at playing mm, Georgia Southern's game than Georgia Southern is. Okay. All right. Seven and four. Then they go at USC. To so be seven and seven five. And five with, that's a tough season. It's, a, it's seven and five with a lot of close games. It's a hard seven and five. Yeah, yeah that is not easy. No. If they get seven and five out of this, I think they're pretty happy with that. Yeah. If you get eight and yeah. four, you're thrilled. Yeah. Yeah. This is a... Uh, <laughs> That's it's one not, of the hardest games in the country for yeah. any G5 team. Man, I wish they had played that with last year's team. Yeah. Mm, that's a that's a bummer. Although, I, I will say, I, I, I'm predicting USC to win that game, but uh, Clay Helton losing in the end of November to BYU at home <laughs> is such a Clay Helton game. straight to hell. Yeah. <laughs> it's done for him. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a tough season for, for, uh, for BYU. I think that they will bounce back next year. But Drake this... London's going to go for 200 yards on them. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I'm into it. Is a uh, is that terrible? Uh, twenty three. What is it? Tyler Vaughn's is he back? I guess no. He's finally guy, in the okay, pros. Thank God, that guy sucks. Yeah, get him out forever. of here. Trash. Uh, USC really has. It's pretty funny. I don't know if you saw the graphic they posted. They called themselves Wide Receiver U, <laughs> and they listed uh, like eight receivers who have been drafted at the end of the second round or later. Love that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just yeah, like gotta respect. No that. one good at all, but just yeah. guys who kept going to the pros and doing nothing. Yeah, it was pretty course. funny. Yeah. Except Ju- I guess Juju Smith-Schuster is their best mm-hmm. receiver the last couple of decades. That's always a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. When the TikTok guy is your best receiver. Corvette, Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, next up, New Mexico State, the last of the unaffiliated. Um, New Mexico State played a spring season briefly. They played two games. <laughs> they mm-hmm. lost one of them. <laughs> these, were, these were against FCS opponents. They lost to Tarleton State. That's a good sign. This is Tarleton More State. Like Charlatan State. How about that, huh? Sure. Um, <laughs> this is Tarleton State's first season as an FCS team. They jumped straight from D2. Um, okay. They're, I mean, it's good. It's a good program. It was fucking killing it in D2. But um, New Mexico State lost 43-17, to Ryan. Oh, no. Um, they, they managed to beat Dixie State, which <laughs> doesn't seem like a school that should that still be named fake, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, maybe they should change that name, fellas. That's, uh, that's where Frank Underwood mm. went in House yeah, of Cards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's my fa- Dixie is my favorite state. <laughs> Uh, they won that one 36 to 29. So not exactly a. Uh, That's not rousing, I would not, say. Not an excellent season. <laughs> um, this program is just bad. It's just bad. Mm-hmm. Doug Martin managed to get them to a bowl game, which was crazy that he did that. Not the muscle hamster, Doug Martin. No, this is the regular one. Yeah. Um, but he he took them to I think it was like 2017 or 2018. They managed to go. Uh, they managed to go six and six. He was the former head coach at Kent State. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, he was he was there in the two thousands. But um, let's I gotta, see. I got to pay more attention to early two thousands Mac football. Yeah, of course. Uh, two thousand seventeen, New Mexico State went seven and six with Doug Martin, but uh, three and nine, two and ten, and now one and one in their last three seasons. It's just not going great. There's really not much here in the yeah. way of, of talent. Um, there's just there's not much going on um i think quarterback jonah johnson is going to be back he's a uh he was a junior this year i don't really know how their eligibility is going to work given that they played a spring season but uh, i'm sure it just doesn't count right yeah i i guess we'll i guess we'll see running back jawan price was pretty much the only good part of this team hopefully he's back he's uh He's very, very quick. He averaged almost seven yards a carry, but there's just not anything else here. The defense is terrible. It, you're pretty much just hoping that Jawan Price can carry you to a couple wins. Um, what Sounds does like a bad the, strategy. Yeah, what does the <laughs> schedule look like here? Okay, well, uh, they lead off the season in August against UTEP. Mm, uh, that's, that's a loss. A, that's a loss, yeah. UTEP is going to be not terrible, at least. They go on the road at San Diego State. That's a loss. They go on the road at New Mexico. Loss. That's 0-3. <laughs> They get SC State at home. Um, they can I guess, win that yeah, game. I think that's a win. Okay, one and three. Now, I have an the schedule here. There may be an error. Um, it seems like they play Hawaii twice. Oh, they might. They might, yeah. Okay. That's, that doesn't. So that's too long. Okay, <laughs> Is so that back-to-back? No, no, it's not back-to-back. Okay. So they get Hawaii at home. Okay. That's a loss. loss and then yeah. they go at San Jose State, which is a that's loss. That's a loss. <laughs> that is a one and five so yeah. far. They go at Nevada to go one and six. Mm-hmm. They get a bye week. Then they go at Hawaii. Okay, you know, one, one, and seven. one and seven tough. Then another bye week. Okay. Then they get Utah State at home, which is yeah, a loss. That's a loss. They get, to take a, they get to take a three-week vacation to yep. Hawaii. <laughs> they really do, yeah. yeah. Um, Good for them. Then they go at Alabama. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's one and nine. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I, I hadn't seen this beforehand, so that yeah. was my earnest reaction <laughs> Learning that they're going to play Alabama. <laughs> play Bama on the road. Oh, man. Um, How many yards is, is Jamison Williams going for in that game? 300 um, at least. Well, I mean, how many yards does a wide receiver for Alabama usually get in a game? Like 15, 20? <laughs> something um, like that. Whatever yeah. He, yeah, I guess that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. that. Sounds about right. <laughs> um, and then, then they go at Kentucky. That's mm, 1 in 10. Okay. Uh, this, Starting to sense a trend here. <laughs> now they finish the season here with an interesting game. Okay. They catch UMass at home. Oh, oh man. That's going to be the sickos game of the century. That's a loss one in 11. There's a chance 
a real chance here that New Mexico State loses to SC State in September. Yeah. And both UMass and uh, New Mexico State are playing this game in the someone must win bowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So we That's... have them at 1 and 11, right? Yeah, boy. Just just don't play. Just don't play this season. Quit the sport. Yeah, just quit the sport. Go somewhere else. Yeah, come Trans- on. Transfer to a school that can play football. Um, all right. Or you don't. Just quit the sport. Yeah, just quit the sport. Come on the come podcast. On. Just quit the sport. Come yeah, the just, just come produce the podcast for us. It's it's easy. We won't pay you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you get paid in experience and exposure, of course. Um, all right. Tier 4, Into the Mountain West now. Conference that I'm very intrigued by. It's really balanced. There, I got four teams in Tier 4, three in Tier 3, three in Tier 2, two in Tier 1, which Should, is like uh-huh. the ideal spread. Yeah. Um, and we do disagree on one of these teams, what tier they're in, I'll say. Yeah. Um, I have a guess on which one it is, yeah. knowing, uh, your, knowing your biases. Do we think we should just stay in the land of enchantment and talk about uh, the New Mexico Lobos? Yeah, sure. This is a team that I'm I'm actually kind of interested in, like weirdly, because they were, they were not good last season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of interested in what Danny Gonzalez is doing there. Um, he was the defensive coordinator for Danny or uh, for Rocky Long at San mm-hmm. Diego State. He runs that kind of weird three three five where they have a bunch of hybrid guys. Um, he blitzed like crazy last season. They they do a ton of sort of varied pressures where they have six guys right up on the line and three of them only three of them are rushing but you don't know which three it's going to be and yeah. so they'll be dropping defensive linemen into coverage that's always fun. um it is fun and it's it's really hard to play against there were a lot of times where they would just put two guys on the line and then have four standing up behind them and, and they mm-hmm. would still rush four but you don't know which four um and and so they would have these situations where you know they would show six rushers drop three of them into coverage rush the other three all at one offensive lineman, and the quarterback just throws the ball directly into a linebacker because he doesn't know where the pressure's coming from. Um, the offense is a ways away, <laughs> I'm pretty comfortable saying. Um, to say the least. Yeah, the uh, I believe the offensive coordinator is, yeah, it's Derek Wareheim, who was at Texas and didn't do a great job there. I think he was a wide receivers coach there. Um, but the, there's just not a how ton about, of... Uh, how about Derek Werewolf? Huh? All right. Uh, Bobby Cole is sort of the, <laughs> the best player on this offense, the running back. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to pass the ball especially well. Emmanuel Logan Green is the only real receiving threat. Um, is that the kid that transferred from Florida State? Or is that it, a different... It could be. I don't, I don't know. I don't okay. remember. They had a Manny Green at Florida State for a while, I think. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? It be. doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it could be. But uh, the, the appeal here is the defense. It is that the defense just makes things really hard on everybody that they play against. Yeah. Um, Talon is not there yet. They're they're trying to run sort of the uh the the Mountain West counterculture of sorts where they build around defense in the way that Rocky Long did did at San Diego State and had a lot of success with. Um Brent Brennan is kind of doing this at San Jose State. Mm-hmm. It's it's a good way to do it if you're gonna try and win as a less talented team in the Mountain West, but um they are really, really less talented and they're they're still trying I think they're a couple years it's away. It's just from, so tough. Like we talked about yeah. the challenges of Texas Tech and like what they have to do being out in West Texas. I mean New Mexico's in a much worse situation than that, obviously. Yeah. It's you know one of the least talented states for football in the country and mm-hmm. Uh, you're just out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you are, and he's. Uh, it, it it is certainly you know it's a it's a it's a building process for sure, yeah. and and they are not there yet. Um, I don't know if they're ever going to get there. Right, it's it's very 
it's very ambitious to predict that they will get there. Um, but I, I think that he's a good coach. I think that Danny Gonzalez is a good coach. Mm-hmm. He he has a good staff. Um, I like the idea of what he's trying to do there. They're just, they're really far away in talent. I think that bowl contention next season is probably a realistic goal. Mm-hmm. But this year, you're just, you're probably looking to grab an upset or two, which is fine. That seems, you know, that's a fine existence as you try to build up what people think of your program. Yeah. What does the schedule? Uh, yeah, what's the schedule look like? All right, so they get Houston Baptist at home to start the season. That's a win. That's a W. They get New Mexico State at home for a loss. We call that a loss for or we, oh, I'm sorry, we call that a win. Yeah, we I'm call sorry. that a win. Two and zero, two and zero. They go at A and M, which is a loss. Yeah, that's two and one. At UTEP, that's a loss. Mm, no, that's a win. I think that's a win. Yeah, I think that's okay. A win. Three and one. They get Air Force at home. Mm, that's probably a loss. Okay, three and two. Yeah. At San Diego State, it's a loss. Yeah, three and three. Colorado State at home. Win. Win. Four I and... hate Colorado State. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Uh, four and three. They go at Wyoming to go four and four. Four and four, yep. Bye week on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Another classic. The classic, tradition. yeah. yeah. I love yeah. to go party in New Mexico. That's right. <laughs> Gonna um, go cook some meth. <laughs> <laughs> um, four and four. They get UNLV at home, which is a loss. No, it's not. UNLV? No, it's not. UNLV is terrible. Okay. Marcus okay. Arroyo is the head coach five of UNLV. They're fine. <laughs> five and four. At Fresno, loss. Yeah. At Boise, loss. Yeah. Five and six. Utah State at home. Mm. Probably a loss. Five I, and seven, I, yeah. I guess, because I think Utah State has a, a slightly higher. Yeah. Honestly, though, man, that's going to be a close game. That's going to be a close, terrible game. Um, that's pretty good. Yeah, for, for, Lobos, yeah, for year seven? two, you're happy with five and seven if you're if you're I think New you Mexico. Take that. Yeah, I uh, having a couple really bad teams in the Mountain West certainly is helpful here because there are some just listless programs. Oh, yeah. uh, like Colorado State is just completely directionless. Um, Utah State is several years away from being anything. I think that they can still win that game, but um, UNLV is directionless, right? Like there mm-hmm. are some really, really not good programs in this uh, in this conference, which it will benefit from, and it, it has a pretty manageable non-conference, but five and seven, you're happy with if you're oh, in New Mexico. That's something you can build on. Um, where do you want to go next? Um, that's a great question. How about we stick with UNLV? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. So this is a uh, bottom Sin City. Sin City. That's right. Uh, feels like you should be able to win there, but no one ever does. Mm-hmm. Um, Marcus Arroyo is the head coach. He's the former offensive coordinator at Oregon. Famously, didn't do anything with Justin Herbert, which is uh, tough. that's tough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not looking great right now. Uh, got a new stadium um, though. I guess got that. Yeah, going has for a new him. stadium. Uh, really nice facilities. He runs the pistol in. 2021 and he's not as good at it as Frank Solich is. and he's gonna get to uh, he's gonna get to learn about team building from Mark Davis and mm, John Gruden yeah the classic guys who really know how to do yeah, that that's um, exactly who you're gonna learn they he's not yet won a game as the head coach at UNLV they went 0-6 in 2020 um the quarterback play was rough I believe Max Gillum is back um Justin Rogers is also I think still here he's the if memory serves, TCU quarterback that had drop foot, and they played him in a bowl game and <laughs> trying to run around that with seems drop cruel. foot. Yeah, that was the that was the terrible cheese it bowl, like the seven six five overtimes cheese it bowl or whatever uh-huh. it was. Um, but uh, he's also there. He's he was an interesting recruit. I remember covering him as a recruit. Um, How about this? How about they do the Jeezy bowl? Okay, and and Jeezy sponsors it. What about the G Easy bowl? Mm, okay. <laughs> How about this? You G Easy and Jeezy. Each sponsor one team. 
<laughs> yeah, and then, and Win- then it's a it's a loser goes home match. Okay, and then the the winner has to release an album. Like yeah. it's like a, like the outback you know the outback bowl situation. Where yeah. If you're if the team you know representing Jeezy or G Easy wins, then you know everybody who's supporting them gets a you know you get a free G Easy album. Yeah. Yeah. Things of that nature. Sure. Um, anyway, G Easy, please be in contact with us. <laughs> please don't. <laughs> please please let G-Z us know. G contact us. G Easy, you can contact us. G Easy, uh, you're not welcome here. Um, Certainly not. <laughs> Goodbye, Gerald. <laughs> but UNLV dog shit last year. Offense, despite having an offense first head coach, was 120th in points per game and 115th in points allowed. Oh man, um, this team is dog shit. They have no good players. It, it is. It, it's. It's a problem when you don't have any good players. Their line Trash. is. Yeah, their line is awful. They don't really do anything especially interesting. Marcus Arroyo, his biggest problem that I that I gathered when I wrote about him is that he has like a million ideas and he tries all of them all the time, right? He's one of mm. those guys. His playbook seems to be endless. They do so much shit. They just, they have all these different personnel packages. They have all these different identities that they want to try and they want to be a screen team. They want to be a zone running team. They want to be a gap running team. They want to be play action. And it it's just all bad. They're not good at any of it. And there are like... There are interesting pieces of this playbook, but they do so much shit that they're just not good at any of it. It's just, it's really bad. It's really, really disjointed and bad. I mean, we all know what the answer to the offense is. What's that? You is gotta it? bring Tate home. I mean, what else are you gonna do? Bring him home. I think I earnestly proposed that in my... <laughs> I really do think that, yeah. Because, like, I I think that the option stuff that they do is interesting. The pistol option stuff, it's, it's, it's not bad. But none of their quarterbacks are really all that interested in running it. And they just, they have all these weird combinations of different looks. And it's just, like, I think Tate would force them to have a specific thing that they do right like that they, they would have to run the football they would have to be an option team you essentially to, yeah, you get tate martell you convince tyjon Lindsay to transfer out of oregon state and come team up with tate martell again yeah yeah and your outfit's already 25 percent better yeah i'm uh, gonna go out on a limb and say that those two probably don't want to hang out but uh we <laughs> oh i forgot about the Ooh, forgot about the story there <laughs> bring those two it might be some used trouble. to be pals yeah it might be uh, trouble there might be might be some yeah, trouble in paradise steer away from that one i forgot about how that story ended uh, it's time to bring justin fields in as the quarterbacks coach see yeah, how that don't goes swing a miss yeah. twice <laughs> Um, but the only thing that they really have going for them is, and this was, I think, the goal in hiring Arroyo, uh, they're recruiting really well. They they had the number 80 class in 2020. Um, when I wrote this preview, I don't know what it is now, but I wrote this preview back in January. They had the number 68 class in 2021. Um, I would assume it finished somewhat close to that, uh, including a pair of top 1,000 prospects and a trio of former P5 transfers. I think that's a sustainable thing to do at UNLV. You should be able to recruit here. It's just that this offense is so stupid and and just disjointed and there's so much shit happening and none of it makes sense. It just it feels like he's trying to just throw shit at the wall and see it, yeah. see what works and maybe they'll spend the off season narrowing it down now that they've seen it for a year. But I just I don't like Marcus Arroyo as a coach. I don't think he's a good coach. Yeah. And so this is a program that just I don't feel like there's any sort of future here as it stands right now uh, with this current staff. Do you want to go through their schedule? Sure. Okay. 
I don't think it's going to go great for them here. It's not. Yeah. It's not. They get Eastern Washington home to lead off. That's a loss. You think so? Really? It's <laughs> a loss. Eastern Washington is good. Okay. That's, That's a, a loss. loss. Yeah. Then it gets worse when they go at Arizona State for mm-hmm. another loss. Yeah. Then home against Iowa State, which is a strange location for that game. And, That's a loss. Yeah, and a loss, yeah. Um, good at- for Iowa State to get, like, get to go on vacation, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, at Fresno State. Uh, That's a loss. 0 and 4. Yeah. Um, at UTSA is 0-5, and, <laughs> and they get a bye week. They catch Utah State at home. Can they win that game? Mm, man, I guess, right? Like, I, I think if, although honestly, if, if New Mexico isn't beating Utah State, I don't think UNLV would. And we're at 0-6. Yeah. Then uh, they get San Jose State at home for 0-7. Yep. <laughs> they go at Nevada, which is 0-8. 0-8. <laughs> they go at New Mexico. We already called that a loss for them. That's yep. 0-9. They get Hawaii at home. Mm-hmm. I'd say that's 0-10. They get San Diego State at home. It's 0-11. <laughs> and they finish the season at Air Force. Okay, 0-12. 0-12. And, and the ceiling is 1-11. That's the best they could do, is 1-11. Um, it's beating Eastern Washington. <laughs> maybe they can catch uh, Utah State. I think the yeah. ceiling's 2-10. Wolf. He, Not great. He's got to get fired. He's got to get fired. What after year is that. it for him now? You said two. Year two. This is ah, you year give two. him one more year. If you right? go zero and twelve in year two, after going zero and six in year one, what's the longest losing streaks coach ever had? I mean, <laughs> do you almost want to just <laughs> challenge the record? Close to it, <laughs> man. Yeah, this is just this is bad. This is really bad. I actually am curious to figure out. That. We'll look that up after the podcast. Yeah. I would like to know. Yeah, uh, I mean, how long is it? Really, is sort of a challenge of like, can you lose thirty straight games? <laughs> <laughs> how long can you go before you get fired? Uh, let me let me see here. Longest coach losing streak. I really don't. I really don't know. Yeah. It would have to be at a program like this, or maybe it's uh, a coach who used to win and just really falls off the wagon, or something like that. Yeah. Or maybe a, either has to be your first three seasons, and it's a poor school that can't afford your buyout. Yeah. Or uh, you're a coach who used to win games, and they just like don't want to fire you. Can hope you turn it around. And yeah. You lose for like three straight years. Let's see here. I. Uh... There's a list of college football coaches with zero wins, which would kind of get us close to this. Oh, let's see. Let's see what um, <laughs> Ronnie Beard at Prairie View went 0-44 in 1991 to 1994. Is, is there anyone on FBS you can find on there? Let's see here. What's the uh, what's the most for FBS? Prairie View's done this twice. Prairie That's View, amazing. A- after it got rid of Ronnie Beard, it hired Hensley Sapinter, who went 0-22. Beautiful name. Hensley Sapinter? It's <laughs> a fantastic name. Oh, my gosh. Um Let's see. FBS. Hensley. That sounds like you're, you know you know that famous meme of like the white woman that's pregnant writing absurd baby names like Lakin and stuff mm-hmm. on the board. Yes, yes. Hensley is a perfect Hensley, name for yes. that. Hensley Sapinter. Um, longest <laughs> one that I can find here at the FBS level, and this is not losing streaks. This is you know no wins, mm-hmm. right? Is um, Frank Harsh at Kent State from 1923 to 1924 went 0 and 9. So um, you might already have the record for as long as we. No, probably yeah, not. 18 straight. That's probably not the record. Yeah, I uh, he, I, he certainly don't challenge it. Yeah, he, he could he could get there for sure. There's only we will, uh, we will look at this information up and include it on the next podcast. Yeah, there's only five above twenty on this list. Uh, o and twenty, and they're all like below FBS level. Um, you got to respect it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you got to respect that. O and forty four. This man had the longest leash of all time. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Man lost 44 games. Oh. <laughs> they, they lost that 42nd game. They're like, give him some more. <laughs> May I have another, sir? <laughs> this is here. This is uh, 1991 through 1994. Here's Prairie View's record. Okay, this is in the Southwestern Athletic Conference. 
So they finished eighth in the conference all four years. Oh and eleven. Oh and eleven. Oh and eleven. Oh and eleven. Mm, the <laughs> they spot. let him finish the nineteen ninety four season. Sweet spot. This man went oh and ten, and I'm like, give him one more try. <laughs> Oh, this, man. This dude is Charlie Brown kicking the football. Oh, man. <laughs> what oh, can you even shit. say? He didn't... He, he stopped coaching after this. <laughs> That's it. R.I.P. Oh, my God. Beard was named the head coach of the school's resurrected football team after Prairie View's first choice, Luther Booker, accepted the job but resigned in February 1991 before playing a single game. <laughs> Luther, huh? You Luther gotta respect Booker. that, too. This man saw this team practice once. He's like, fuck this. <laughs> No. Gonna hire Luther Vandross. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, this uh, did we do the uh, we did the UNLV schedule, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, okay. Who's it. who's next here? Do you, uh, you want to go to Utah State or Colorado State? Let's go. Let's go to our boy Adazio. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, our friend of the podcast, Steve Adazio. <laughs> sure. What's better than this? Just guys being dudes. Um, th- um, this was a this was a hire who that I think was widely criticized when it was made um because Colorado State just let Urban Meyer hire their head coach for them. I want to point out right as we started talking about Steve Dazio, your cat woke up and uh, sat straight up and she's yeah. now going back to sleep with shirt the name Urban Meyer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's uh, she was interested in Steve Dazio but then she got out of it. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean look, it's one of the worst coaching staffs in the country. Yeah, it's terrible. They lost like their one good coach in in Kenny Guyton to Arkansas. And Urban Meyer couldn't even do Ohio State the decency of pawning off his son-in-law <laughs> Or his idiot GA Parker Fleming at the school. Instead, yeah. you just have to deal. You have to like deal with just the other cast. Those castoffs are too good for Steve Adazio. Yeah. You can't even get the good ones. Yeah. Well, I will say Corey Dennis had a job at Colorado State, and then and Ryan yeah. Day roped him back in. So we Unbelievable. Can't let, we, we can't. We can't let this guy leave the the fucking room. Jesus. Had <laughs> to just. I am. Sh- oh my god. Apply man. some brain damage to you real quick. It's it's honestly shocking Billy Davis is not in the staff. That's yeah. the surprising part. He's coaching the fucking Cardinals. He's the Cardinals linebackers coach. Yeah. This man is going to ruin Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons. Cliff Kingsbury, big time coach. God. Yeah, people were saying it. What a creep. Th- that man needs to be put in prison. Lock him up. Jesus, get him out of here, man. All right. <laughs> I, I don't support the death penalty for anyone except for Billy Davis. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> this is a family podcast, get him, Patrick. Get him out of here. Trash. Uh, Colorado State, the only thing they had going for him was that receiver, Warren Jackson. And he's gone now. He's in the NFL. Yep. Um, I like him. Uh, he's a good player. Yeah. Uh, that's all they had. That's all the only good player they had in the roster. They do have a guy here who I don't actually think he's here anymore. He was Last year was his, his fifth hmm. season. But yep. it's, a, it's a name <laughs> that you might recognize because uh, you, like me, are a creep that keeps up with recruiting. Nate Craig Myers. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, former number one recruit in the country. Yeah, he, was the, he, uh, he transferred from Auburn after he had... Uh, Tampa legend. See, 22 catches in three seasons. <laughs> he briefly played at Tampa Catholic with friend of the podcast, Malik Barrow. Mm. Uh, two legends. Two legends. Uh, two guys who, who really panned out. No. <laughs> hold on. Malik Barrow <laughs> is a friend of the podcast. I was not joking. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, at least Malik was injured. I mean, yeah. Nate just... Yeah. Malik has an excuse. Uh, Nate, Nate wasn't... Actually, Nate yeah. was a famous. Nate, was, too, Nate but... was a wide receiver that went to Auburn. You can't do yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, he also never was the same after his. He broke his femur in high school, and he was pretty much never the same after that. Which, yeah. That seems like an injury you should recover from from the long term yeah uh, i mean it's like not like a yeah, joint i mean who among us doesn't recover from a broken well, I'm, I'm just saying but i mean it's not a joint it's not like something that affects your explosion yeah. you should be able to be okay from that yeah but, uh 
Mm, didn't work out. Yeah, uh, he didn't do much at Colorado State for yeah. for reference. Um, well, that receiver class was that 2017 class, right? Oh, 2016, I think. Okay. Yeah, because he was a fifth year senior last season. Either way, those two classes, a lot of receiver recruits rated very high. That just absolutely sucked. Yeah. Let me let me take a look at this real quick. Let's uh, instead of talking about Colorado State, let's talk about yeah. I'm, <laughs> some, I'm let's talk about something interesting. Colorado State's gonna be terrible. I don't I don't think that we're telling tales. Yeah, out we'll of go through the there. schedule after we get yeah. through this. But in the um, meantime, this it's just it's it's a bad roster with a really bad football coach in, in charge of it. They they want to do the up tempo power thing, but they don't have any good players. <laughs> it's 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 an issue. Um, I'm uh, pulling up the receiver. Yeah, I've, I've got it here. I've got okay. some all time guys to remember here. This is ama- oh, Demi- oh wow. De- first up, Demetrius Robert- Robertson, the, who's uh, now back at Georgia. Is he? Yeah, yeah. No, he's been <laughs> there a couple right. years. Yeah, he now. went to yeah. Cal and then transferred yeah, to Georgia. He, he was one of the first recruits who famously waited till like June to sign yeah. so that thing is i can go wherever i want and he was right uh yeah. unfortunately he just sucked yeah next up michael Pittman, who went to usc i think he was okay what, what, you, what rankings are you looking at this is 2016 wide receivers uh we are looking at the different rankings i'm on the wide receiver composite rankings for 2016. oh that's right i was look for some reason i was looking at their actual so Come next up on. yeah next <laughs> next up is tyler vaughn your favorite you love yeah, tyler, tyler vaughn's very famously very good uh, Ty- obviously did not live up to being a top 30 player nationally but had a decent college career yeah, he, he was, was a contributor for three he was, years he's okay i guess um next up is tyree cleveland who i believe initially committed to houston as part of that monster class yeah. and then ultimately landed at Florida which it is was too just bad. okay at Florida yeah. he was never better than third or fourth receiver yeah uh, AJ Brown probably the best one on this list safe to say to, uh, to Ole Miss Devin yeah. Duvernay who was always just sort of there at Texas Fine, yeah. um, Nate Craig Myers bad. Nikhil Harry who uh, I, I liked watching at Arizona college. State yeah. terrible in the pros yeah uh, Michael Pittman who I mentioned earlier mm, um, just fine. Aust- just Austin fine. Mack who was not a bust yeah, yeah. not good um, Kyle Davis who I've never heard of Went to uh, Auburn. I can't say I remember him either. Oh, man. This is Sam a, Bruce. Sam Bruce. Listen, Let's go. I, I was fortunate to cover a lot of really talented receivers when they were in high school. Yeah. None of them are more fun to watch play oh, than Sam Bernini, yes. Sam Bruce. Yes. Uh, so explosive. Uh, Such a funny guy, too. He's, he's I mean, listed at 5'8", 180. That's and he's generous. taller than 5'6". I'd be shocked. <laughs> generous. He and rocks. he talked more shit than anyone might talk. He, uh. he sounds... I mean, he has the deepest voice you've ever heard in your entire. Yeah. I mean, he would just talk like this coming out of this little five foot six yeah, teenager. He, he, he's like yeah. a pit, he's like a pit bull. He sounds like yeah. Alex Jones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just scroll just through. I mean, Benjamin Victor was they're, pretty much a buzz. They're so. putting something in the water to make these cornerbacks terrible. <laughs> And I'm coming. <laughs> um, yeah, Ben Victor, not good. Um, yeah, going guy, down I mean, the list here, Donnie Corley was part of the Michigan arrested, State class right? that absolutely destroyed the program. <laughs> they uh, just they took a bunch of four stars. One of who, the guys that was arrested. I don't want to talk. We I don't, should, yeah, yeah, I don't. Guess on that. Yeah, he. I don't know. Hmm, maybe the pod, uh, maybe. <laughs> there were guys part who were part of that class that were arrested because Michigan State took an entire class of guys who got kicked out of high school for fighting. <laughs> yeah. Was their uh, whole class? DK Metcalf really good in here yeah, too. Yeah, I like AJ DK Brown Metcalf. Class. I'm um, scrolling through. Uh, Freddie Swain, I remember. This was this. Yeah, this is a great class of guys yeah. who just didn't do anything. Chase Claypool's in this class apparently. Oh, man, you got you got Cornell Powell down here. Trey yeah. Nixon, I um, remember. Trey Nixon. Brian Edwards, I'm a huge fan of his out of South Carolina. Mm. I think he's going to be good for the Raiders still. Trey Nixon, I believe, went to transferred to UCF and was sort of their big play guy. Uh, Justin Lane, another member of that Michigan State class, who's now been arrested recently. Just pled guilty is that, to is a that true? Yeah, okay, yeah. that one we can say. Uh, he has already pled guilty. Oh man, this Michigan State. Real quick, uh, I got to <laughs> tell you about this Michigan State class, just <laughs> we'll so that it. you can remember some guys here. Josh King. 
Okay. Uh, Defensive end, yeah. Austin Robertson, who I believe did get in trouble in some. He certainly did, yes. Uh, Donnie Corley, Justin Mm -hmm. Lane, both of whom I believe were being recruited as cornerbacks and decided to go here because they could play wide receiver. I saw Justin Lane play a couple times in high school, and he was never the best player on the field, which is never a great sign in high school. But I guess in his defense, he did play with Jerome Baker, and Mm -hmm. he played against Luke Farrell. So, I mean, that's kind of tough to be better than those guys. Uh, Naquan Jones, Tristan Jackson. We're Mm -hmm. getting to it. I like Tristan Jackson, yeah. We're getting to a good one here. Not Cameron Chambers, but Messiah DeWeaver. Oh, man. All-timer. Uh, I can safely say this now that he's no longer around football. What an asshole that kid was. <laughs> <laughs> There's not many recruits I think are pricks whenever I talk to him, but he was. I thought he was just a oh, dickhead. Man. I believe he ended up at Old Dominion. Yeah, yeah he's, he's still at Old Dominion. Um, don't, don't believe, be, don't believe he's the games. starter there. Yeah, Gun. Ricky Ronnie. Yeah, what a great football mind. Yeah. I'm sure he's really crushing it down there. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this was the one where uh, where where Michigan State wanted to act tough, <laughs> went in and pulled a bunch of four stars, and every one of them got kicked Just out of absolutely school. Absolutely terrible. Yeah, and this Whoops. really this class killed the program. Yeah, it did. It absolutely did. Whoops. Pretty funny because that was the uh, the post playoff where they're well, like, oh, we're big time now. We can happen to a better guy. We can go out and pull four stars. No, you can't. <laughs> no, you can't get back in the pit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and now they're trying it again, huh? Uh, anyway, Colorado State. What's the schedule looking okay, like? Okay, <laughs> so they lead off with South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits. That's a win, probably. <laughs> they'll win that game. They'll it's, probably win that game. You, you but cannot predict the FCS to go 100 against the bottom of Mountain West. Uh, Come on, Pat. I, I can. I just probably shouldn't. <laughs> okay, that's a 1-0 and over South okay. Dakota State. They Allegedly. Get, they get Vanderbilt at home, which is a loss. It's 1-1. Yeah. and one. They go at Toledo for the loss. That's 1-2. Yep. and two. At Iowa to go 1-3. and three. Mm-hmm. Then an early bye week. Never a good sign. No. Um, Not what you want to see. They have San Jose State for homecoming. Brent okay. Brennan's going to yeah. shit on their homecoming. Well, maybe maybe you shouldn't have done that for homecoming, fellas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one and four. Yep. They go at New Mexico. We call that a loss already. It's one and five. At Utah State. That's probably oh. one and six. I think it's two and five because Utah State has to lose one of these. Win one, you mean? No, I think we've, we, I think we've had Utah State winning these before. I think we had them beat New Mexico. Okay, and, okay. Uh, so you're saying they win this game. Okay, yeah. okay. So two and five. They get Boise State at home to go two and six. Yeah. At Wyoming's two and seven. Yeah. Air Force at home, two and eight. Uh at Hawaii, two and nine. Nevada at home, two and two ten. Two and ten. Pretty good. Let's good go job. Steve. Really, yeah. <laughs> good job on listening to Urban Meyer, famously a guy who knows who you should hire for yeah. sure. I did hear that uh Steve Adazio is trying to uh, hire Tim Tebow to be his OC. <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard this. <laughs> you guys hear this? Is anyone hearing about this? Oh man, he's gonna you have to news? Yeah, he's gonna yeah. he's gonna have to clutch her away from Shelley or clutch him away from Shelley, oh, who is no. who's who I mean, hired him full time as a pool boy. <laughs> A quote unquote pool boy. Hmm. He's, what could that mean? It could be anything, really. There were reports that yeah. we're seeing Steve Adazio's reflection on Urban Meyer's boat during an interview. Uh, can't oh, possibly read anything into this. Delightful video. Oh, no. <laughs> One of the most Get the fuck absolutely out of here, on brand things that has ever come out of a coach's private life. It is like literally as. Oh. Look, you hear Urban Meyer's on the boat with a strange drunk man who's waving yeah. at him while he's on camera. Yeah, shirtless you, drunk man. You hear about Rick Pitino having sex with a woman who's not his wife on a table in an Italian restaurant. You for, hear Bobby for 15 Pat- seconds. Yeah, you hear Bobby Petrino, you know, hiring uh, a woman to be a secretary, having an affair with her, and riding around on a motorcycle and crashing <laughs> it. These are just like, of like the dirt uh, bags of college sports. I just love when you see a story yes, that is just yes. so like, oh, obviously yes. that happened. Yeah, yeah, you're like, what the fuck is this drunk, you know, shirtless guy doing on Urban Myers yeah. boats like it's exactly what you think he's doing on the goddamn <laughs> boat you know what the fuck he's doing on there oh man that's good 
Um, yeah, it's like 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 the uh, like the Tebow thing. Like, why is Tim Tebow living next to Urban Meyer? It's like, you fucking know why. You know why. <laughs> and thankfully, this isn't like the darker side of it, like we've seen with like James Franklin stuff at Vanderbilt. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, this yeah. is just the lighter side of it, so we can. Yeah, really it's enjoy just it. very funny. Yeah, yes. it's like the Hugh Freeze thing. It's just fucking funny. It's yeah. just stupid and funny. Um, yeah, respect to Urban Meyer for for being so open about his sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Um, <laughs> all right, to wrap up tier four before we get arrested. Yeah, uh, Utah we have, State. We have Utah State. Huh? You got any thoughts on these guys? Because I don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is Blake Anderson's new job. It, the, the the marriage with him and Arkansas State was getting pretty stale. I think mm-hmm. it, is, it was kind of time. And uh, Utah State made a very bad mistake in hiring Gary Anderson. Um, he just He's not a good football football coach folks folks he's he's a bad football coach he's bad he's bad he's He's not good not good um and so they're they went out and they hired someone who is i think at least okay right like i i like blake anderson i think he's a i think he's a fine football coach i don't Mm -hmm. think he's amazing but they could have done a funny guy you gotta give him that yeah yeah it seems like his players like him he's an okay recruiter runs a pretty good offense was surprised that he didn't bring keith eckendorf with him from arkansas state the offensive coordinator uh he did bring logan bonner with him which is going to add sort of an immediate ability to move the ball down the field on offense um, there's not a ton here outside of that, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. The the running game was essentially non-existent. Um, Jalen Warren was their their best running back last season. He was a senior. I don't know if he's coming back off the top of my head. Um, defense should be better than the offense. Offense is, like I said, going to have at least one decent player on it, which is nice. But this yeah. is this is going to take a couple years, I think. I think that this roster is in a bad place because of Gary Anderson, and you're sort of in a... So fun. And we talked about yeah. in previous episodes, just his like frequent quitting thing. Yeah. But uh, one of the funniest, funniest coaches to ever coach college football. It's unreal that he kept getting hired. Uh, and he'd be like, guys, I'm sorry. I just can't. I don't like doing this. I gotta yeah, quit again. Yeah, I got. I gotta go. I just like it's. It's like uh, it's like me in a in a like a sports video game franchise where I'm six years in and the salary cap is fucked, and I'm oh, just like, yeah. I'll just delete this save yep. <laughs> save file and do a new Get one. A new job. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I don't want to do this. This is hard. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, yeah uh, Gary Anderson walked out to get cigarettes and never came back. Yeah, yeah. And Utah State was like, how does this keep happening? <laughs> Why do we hire this guy again? We know that this is what he does. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you want to get into the schedule with me? Yeah. And it, real quick, before I before we do, Gary Anderson is Homer's mom from The Simpsons. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Once every couple seasons, you're like, oh, she's back. Oh, fuck. She's gone again. Oh, no. Shit. <laughs> um, okay. Utah State schedule. They lead off at Wazoo. Okay, that's a loss. Nice yeah, they play North Dakota on nine eleven. <laughs> Thanks. One and one and one. Just I guess. A little color. <laughs> a little color commentary for you. <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> Getting their win, they go to the perpetrators of 9 11. They play at the Air Force Academy. Okay. One and two. All right. One and two. <laughs> <laughs> they, get, they get Boise State. Oh, one and three. One and three. They get BYU at home. They go oh, one and four. Okay. Then they get a bye week. They go at UNLV, which is that's a win. That's a win, yeah. That's two and four. Yep. Colorado State at home is another one. I think we call that a loss, right, because they had to lose one of them. Yep. Honestly, I think I'm actually <laughs> retroactively. Colorado State won in 11. 
Utah State does lose a game, but they lose to New Mexico, New Mexico bowl eligible. I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna I'm gonna okay. make that so. So we're gonna put New Mexico at six and six. Utah State beats UNLV, beats Colorado State, but does not beat New Mexico. So we got you we got Utah State at what three and four with a win? Correct. There? Three okay. and four, three yep. and four. Then they get Hawaii at home to lose again. Yeah. Three and five. Then they get at New Mexico State. That's a win. It's a win. That's four and five. At San Jose State's a loss, four yep. and six. Wyoming's a loss. It's four and seven. And at mm-hmm. New Mexico, we call that a loss, right? Yeah, for four yeah I just did. Yeah, four yeah. and eight. Not bad for year one. Something to build on. You yeah. need to find a new quarterback after losing Logan Bonner, but um, not not terrible. Um, Heard yeah. Aaron Rodgers is going to go there. He's, he's tired of Jordan Love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's. I mean, yeah. He's he, he's heard good things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jordan Love just talking about his time at Utah State. <laughs> yeah. Aaron Rodgers is like, I'm going to go do it better. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> Who do you think you are? Yeah. <laughs> Jordan Love is just like being very nice, and Aaron Rodgers is like, "I'm gonna go break all Eat your shit, records, bitch. Yeah, Fuck you! <laughs> oh man! <laughs> all right, let's go into tier three now. Um, Ryan, where do you want to go first here? We got Hawaii, Air Force, and San Diego State. Aloha, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, so we're gonna go to Air Force. Is that one? <laughs> we'll start with Hawaii. Okay. Um, Hawaii under first year head coach and I believe friend of you, right? In uh, in Todd Graham, you're a big Todd Graham head. Oh, right? I love Todd Graham. Yeah. I believe in the high octane offense. Yes, uh, uh, I grew up in the high octane era of pit football, <laughs> which, as you can tell, it's exactly why I'm like this. Uh, <laughs> Once you get a taste of Todd Graham, you, oh, you, you can't you know, go back. Yeah, you can't yeah. go back. But five and four uh, in year one. Once you go Graham, you always go ham. Okay, five and four in year one, <laughs> Todd Graham. Um, offense wasn't especially high octane. Defense was actually pretty good. Once uh, you go Graham, you're on the lamb. Uh, quarterback Chevin. <laughs> <laughs> quarterback Chevin Cordiero was uh, pretty good, honestly. He's back. He's a really, really good runner. He ran 116 times, had seven touchdowns. Um, they didn't have much else in the way of a running game. Calvin mm-hmm. Turner did a little bit of everything for them. He had 60 carries and 33 receptions. Um, the 60 carries was third most on the team. The receptions were second most. He is pretty much their only offensive playmaker. He's he's really cool. I, I like watching him play, but um, the rest of this offense doesn't have much. I think the defense is still going to be really good. The secondary is going to be mm-hmm. a little bit worse, but the front seven should get better. Um, they were awesome against the pass, but terrible against the run. I think it might switch a little bit this season. Um, this is, I don't know how much I believe in Todd Graham. I don't love his hires that he's made this offseason. He uh, he lost a couple coaches like Brennan Marion, who we liked a lot. I think A.J. Milwee was also here, who went to UCF. He was the offensive coordinator. Um, and he replaced the offensive coordinator with his son, which is not great to do. Mm. Um, I don't know how great of a coach Todd well, they, Graham's... They lost Brennan Marion, right? That's what you're talking yes, about. Yeah, yeah, yes, they nice. lost Brennan Marion, but they also lost A.J. Milwee, who I believe okay, was okay. the offensive coordinator. He went to UCF. Yeah. Um, Marion was a stud for them, too. I mean, yes. as a recruiter as well. Yes. Uh, that's a that's a huge loss. Yeah, I think they promoted from within there. Uh, I could be wrong on that. Like they've just upgraded a, a GA. Um, also, not a great move. Not a, not a... They hired Parker Fleming. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's his first job. Everyone's very proud of him. Oh man! Um, <laughs> but uh, Pain. I just I don't I don't really know what to think of of this staff. I liked the idea of Todd Graham. I liked this defense a lot, but 
I, I'm not convinced that he's taking this very seriously, if I'm being honest. Um, I mean, it's a pretty classic Todd Graham move to go collect. He's just collecting checks from yeah. retirement communities to hang out in the yeah. sun. It's yeah. going, I mean, he's having a ball. Yeah, it seems like he's having a good time. I don't know why you would hire him to do that, but I, I guess, uh, mm. I, I don't know. Um, but I think the defense is going to be pretty good. Offense is pretty do, much just two guys. Do we know where they're playing football at? Because Aloha Stadium no. was condemned, right? No, uh, I don't I don't know where they're playing football at. Hmm, um, it, it seems like they really, really like to have a new stadium yeah um, i mean their stadium which out of the blue was like uh, declared unfit for public safety if i recall yeah, correctly which is really weird to think about honestly like yeah. a, a stadium just being <laughs> yeah really out of nowhere. but it, it says here latest article that i that i have seen um it could take 20 years to finish new aloha stadium entertainment district which is not ideal um the demolition of the stadium is slated for late 2022 so i'm not i'm not sure where they're gonna play um hmm. it's it's uh it <laughs> It's certainly something that we're looking into. Yeah, that's a, that's a, you know step one usually playing football is having a place to play football. Yeah, you kind of need that. So maybe they'll just uh, I don't know maybe they'll play on the practice field or something. Not they'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah, not ideal. What does the schedule look like here? Okay, so they lead off the season at UCLA. Okay, that's not uh, great. That's, that's a, not a great. One. That's not a great way to start the yeah, season. Two guys who are really just giving it their all right now at this point in their career. <laughs> Todd Graham two and very likable coaches. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> just two kings collabing. That's right. Uh, they've got Portland State at home in week two. That's a win. Uh, then they go at Oregon State. That's a loss. Uh, that's a loss. It's one yeah. and two. Uh, San Jose State at home. It's mm, a loss. Uh, one and three at New Mexico State. Uh, that's, that's a, a win. win. Yep. Two and three. Fresno State at home, that's a loss. Two and yeah. four. Early bye week on October 9th. Okay. At Nevada, okay. it's two and five. Yep. New Mexico State at home, that's a win. That's three and five. Yep. At Utah State, uh, we called that a win for Hawaii, right? Yeah. Four and five. San Diego State at home, probably a loss. Yeah. Four probably. And six. If they're going to get somebody, it'd probably be that, but I, j- I don't, I don't yeah. think they will. Then they get at UNLV to go five and six. Yep. And Colorado State to become six, six and six. Six. And then yep. they go at Wyoming. Okay, so six and seven. Six and seven. That's bowl yeah. eligibility. Yeah, that's it. Is what it is. How does that work? If you're if you're six and seven in the regular season, are you still I th- eligible? I think so. I think it's the six wins is the requirement. I think you have to get six. And wins. even then, five wins can see him with you're the right team. Yeah. If you're Texas. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if you have a high enough APR, which I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that Hawaii doesn't. <laughs> That's, that's no my, way to know. No my, way to know. That's my guess. Gonna guess that Hawaii doesn't have a great APR. Hmm. Suppose I've been wrong before, but uh, pretty confident that a Todd Graham team is not killing it in the books. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, not 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 much going on here. I'm not I'm not especially interested. I, I in do this. believe Todd Graham recruited Aaron Donald to Pitt, which is pretty mm. funny that yeah. he just did that. Gotta respect was, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Aaron Donald was he was convinced that Wanstead was still there. He's like, mm-hmm. I gotta play for that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Todd Graham's like, he's not still oh, here. Man. Aaron Donald's like, ah, I think you're hiding him. <laughs> I think he's there. Uh, um, all right, where to next? Air Force or San Diego State? Let's go to the beach, San Diego State. All right. Uh, Brady Hoke is your head coach. Year two under Brady Hoke. Um, I'm higher on him than most people are because I saw what he did the first time he was here. I think he's a capable football coach. I just don't think he's power five capable, mm-hmm. right? Like not everybody can do that. It's hard to do yeah um and he just isn't that kind of guy i don't think but um their defense was awesome immediately last season he's a really good recruiter relative to the mountain west they just couldn't move the ball which is not new by any means rocky long offenses also couldn't move the ball yeah and i mean it's really it's really crazy too is like it's kind of like being a team in texas who can't pass it doesn't make much sense it's weird you're just surrounded by quarterbacks and every like you can like just throw a rock and hit a three-star quarterback Mm mm-hmm 
Well, that's what happens is he keeps throwing the damn rocks, and these guys. Didn't... Oh no! <laughs> Shit. Shut up. <laughs> um, but it's just there's just not much going on on this offense. I, um, it, it, just speaking of just stories about coaches that are just so on brand that it's unbelievable. Is that uh, Brady Hoke's primary recruiting activity was a big barbecue? Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah. Come on, it's... yeah, he he rocks, dude. He he is he he embraces it. It's like if uh, Nunzio Campanile was like, uh, "We're gonna have a big pasta bake. We're gonna." Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds that sounds nice. I would like that. <laughs> it worked. The kids love the uh, the barbecue at yeah. the big house. Yeah, it's a, it's a good time. Sounds like a good time to me. Yeah, he's a better recruiter than Jim Harbaugh. Absolutely, better results is. than Jim Harbaugh. Mm, maybe not, but <laughs> I'm not so sure about that one, Chief. Mm, to say. Um, quarterback Carson Baker is gone. He lost his job halfway through and then transferred, which we okay. love to do. Yeah, um, they got four guys here competing for this job. Lucas Johnson, who looked decent last season, but then got hurt. Jordan Brookshire, who I have no thoughts on um jalen maiden the mississippi straight chance mississippi state oh, transfer, I liked him in high school and then will haskell who was pretty highly rated as a quarterback he's a freshman this year yeah i think jalen maiden might win the job he was really well regarded early on they kind of just didn't develop the same way some of his classmates did mm-hmm. um but he had some potential for sure he had a live yeah. arm yeah i would be i think that he would be the best pick here because their skill talent honestly isn't bad greg bell the running back is back mm-hmm. um jesse matthews their best receiver is back um couple of really good offensive linemen they had two all-conference offensive linemen that are returning in zachary thomas and william dunkel um I like a lot of this offense. I just hated the cornerbacks last year, and that yeah. was their biggest issue. And I think that Maiden at least gives you some potential, which sure. is interesting. Um, and had the, a year under Lane. That's going to help. Well, no, Mississippi State. He had a year under Mike Leach. Uh, uh, that's not going to help. Yeah. <laughs> that's not going to help. That's going to hurt, actually. Um, but the defense is still going to be awesome. I, I think that uh, you know, back back uh, this the secondary might struggle a little bit because Tariq Thompson and Dwayne Washington, Dwayne Johnson Jr. are gone. Mm-hmm. Um, can only assume that that's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. That's son. right. That's um, it is. But uh, I, I don't. I'm not especially concerned about a San Diego State secondary. That's a, kind of a silly thing to worry about. They're always good, and the entire front six is back. Um, I think they're going to be pretty good. I don't think they're they're ceiling yeah, is especially high solid but, mid-tier team, but yeah. I, I think that the defense is going to be good enough that they can win a lot of games still just off of that they've got a pretty winnable schedule too here what are we working uh, with? uh okay so they lead off new mexico state at home okay that's a w they go at arizona which is a loss i would say mm. it's a, it's look jed fish got one of these games he's not going to lose the two mountain west teams i mean he might <laughs> uh, i don't know man he might Jedfish was a Brady Hoke assistant, right? Or was he there under Harbaugh? He might have been the. It was either the last year of Hoke or first year of Harbaugh. I think he might have been the first year of Harbaugh. Okay. Yeah. Pretty funny. I yeah. I don't think he's. I don't think Arizona wins that game. I don't think Arizona is going to win a game this year. Okay. Wow. That's that that's team a was terrible under a better coach last year. Uh, you're calling Kevin Sumlin a better coach definitively? Yes. <laughs> have you seen Jedfish? Jedfish sucks, but <laughs> Kevin Sumlin was like. Talk about Todd Graham collecting a paycheck. No, they, no, I mean, they both, they both suck, like, but I, I don't think... Not even doing anything. I don't think Jed have, Fish is an adult. Have you heard Ari Wasserman's stories about like uh, the high schools in Tucson? And, I like, have not. Uh, Kevin Sumlin's son played at... Uh, I can't remember. It might be, might be South Point. One of the big schools in Tucson. There's like one yeah. really big one that yeah. uh, Bijan Robinson other kids play that. Yeah. Uh, I think it would be South Point. Yeah. And, and, uh, South Point, thank you. Yeah, yeah, South yeah. Point, Catholic. And, uh, and uh, Kevin Sumlin's son also played there, mm-hmm. and the head coach of the high school said Kevin Sumlin did not come there once all season. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, let's go. It's five minutes down the road. Kevin, someone was just at home sipping whiskey. Yeah. So, <laughs> fuck this. Uh, allegedly, he was probably more likely to be in the car sipping whiskey. Mm. <laughs> allegedly. Parody. Uh, yeah, parody. Uh, anyway. Um, I don't think Arizona's good enough to win this game. I'll okay, be honest. Okay. I don't think that Arizona's good enough right, well, to win this we'll game. Well, let you have your way in this one. Okay. They're 2-0. Uh, and oh. They get Utah at home. That's 2-1. and one. Yeah. They get Towson at home to go 3-1. and one. Yep. Early bye week. We hate that. No, we don't, don't love that. New Mexico at home. I think it's a win for San Diego, or for San Diego State. We call yeah, that I before. think so. 4-1. Yep. and one. At San Jose State's a loss. Yeah. It's 4-2. and two. That at, might be a good game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at Air Force should be a win. Yeah, I think that's a win. Yeah. Okay. Five and two. Air Force is, we're going to get to it. Air Force is breaking in pretty much an entirely new offensive mm. line, which is tough. Not great when you're when triple you're option <laughs> team. Yeah. Not really what you want. All right. So they're five and two and they get Fresno State at home to go five and three. Yep. They go at Hawaii. That's a uh, win. That's a win. Yep. Uh, six and three. They get Nevada at home, six and four. Yep. At UNLV is seven, seven and four. four. Yep. Boise State at home is seven and five. That's, that's fine. a good year. Yeah, that's You're fine. You can he can recruit with that. I, yeah. I think that that is you're perfectly happy with that. You're gonna go, you know, lose to Utah again in a bowl game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Who care? Whatever. Yeah. Uh, you're fine with this if you're him. He's he's looking for proof of concept, and I think that this is it. Um, last tier three team, Air Force. Don't have a ton of thoughts on Air Force. It is an academy. They run the triple. Mm-hmm. Um, unfor- this is WCU, right? What do you mean? Uh, it's War Crimes You. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they yeah, they call their offense uh, Bombs Over Idlib. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, I believe that uh, Donald Hammond, the really fun quarterback, is gone, mm-hmm. which is heartbreaking. He was, like, the only interesting part of this program. Um, they, they went 3-3 three and three yeah, last like season. Like Donald Rumsfeld. Yep, it's okay, exactly. It's exactly like that. <laughs> I can do this whole um, segment. <laughs> and I'm sure everyone would love that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, there's just not a ton here. They're going to run the option. They will be okay at it. As I mentioned, pretty much the entire offensive line is gone, and that is troubling. Uh, mm. That's 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 tough to uh, <laughs> it's tough yeah. to have. Um, they don't do the red shirts right. So there's you know. They're, they don't have quite a few guys or quite as many guys back. Um, they're not going to have to deal with as much turnover this season as they yeah. did last season. Yeah, they got to go send them off. We're just about to finish up those wars on Iraq and <laughs> Afghanistan. They're just really <laughs> finishing up the tail end of those yeah. here. Uh, quarterback Hazik Daniels is back. His top two running backs are back. Um, I actually like tight end Kyle Patterson quite a bit. He's like the only good uh, receiver on this team. Um, they have five 2020 starters back from defense and 2019 starters back as well. They have mm-hmm. four separate 2019 starters that didn't play in 2020. That's pretty funny. Um, uh, uh, the the offensive line suit losing so much is, is troubling enough that I don't really feel all that high on this team still. Um, but they're not, I don't think they're going to be terrible. They're just not, the ceiling is really limited because they're breaking in an entirely new offensive line. They don't have a very advantageous schedule. They don't play any power five teams all season, but they just don't have a schedule that's still, it's still, they have a tough G5 schedule. If memory serves, the opening to it is a lot easier than the close. Correct. Okay. Uh, so they lead off with Lafayette at home, which is a win. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then they go at Navy, which is a loss. Yeah. That's one and one. Well, is it? Navy was terrible last year. Uh, I'll take Navy. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. All right. You're, you are banking hard on Navy finding a quarterback. I'm taking Navy. Okay. Um, then they get Utah State at home. 
I think we gave that to Air Force, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, not to go back to a 9-11 joke, but the Air Force Navy game is on 9-11, which is kind of amusing <laughs> okay. to me. Right. Um, Big anyway, day for those I'm boys. Sh- I'm sure there'll be a huge... Ser- that, that'll be awful to watch. But, uh, <laughs> Just, it's going to take four hours. Yeah. What did we call Utah State? Was that a win or a loss? That's a win. Okay, that's two and one. They had Florida Atlantic at home. I think that's a loss. Mm, yeah. Two yeah, and that's, two. that's two and a two. loss. At New Mexico is three and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wyoming is a loss. It's three and three. Yep. At Boise is three and four. Yep. San Diego State is three and five. Halloween uh, by week. Yeah, we love uh, that. Yep. Yep. They get Army. Time to go get kicked out of school. Time to go get dishonorably discharged. <laughs> <laughs> so we got them at uh, three and three, five. Three and five entering Army, uh, which is a loss. Which is a loss. That's three and six. At Colorado State is a win, though. Yep. It's four and six. At Nevada is a loss. That's uh, four and seven. Yeah. And then UNLV is a win. Five and seven. Five and seven. Not great. I don't think Troy Calhoun is in any sort of trouble. Just a this is a year where you know you're going to build up that depth on the offensive line and then go nine and three in two years because of it. Um, yeah. It's fine. They, they. I don't think that they have the top end talent to do much more than this though. Um, all right, on to tier two. You ready? Let's do it. Where do you want to start? San Jose State, Fresno State, or Wyoming? Let's start at Fresno State. All right. Fresno State, your head Fresno, coach. the best town in California. Everyone's always saying that. Is that true? It's the number one vacation destination in all of California. <laughs> Everyone's going to Fresno. They're flocking to Fresno. <laughs> <laughs> right. They can't get enough. This podcast is brought to you by the Fresno Board of uh, Tourism. Mm-hmm. That's the word. Uh, yeah. Head, head coach is Kalen DeBoer, the former Indiana offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. I loved him at Indiana. Yeah. Um, his first season was fine they went three and three offense was really good defense was not very good um i like a lot of what he does on offense i think that he is a a really really strong play caller um obviously he is pretty connected to this this program uh he was the Mm -hmm. offensive coordinator here before he went to indiana Hmm. he's a good coach i i like kalen DeBoer. i like a lot of what he does the question here as it is so many places is talent it's it's about you know returning production it's all this stuff um ronnie rivers i believe is back the running back he's fucking awesome he's one of the best players in the conference he uh he's really really good he's really he's pretty much this whole offense um the uh quarterback is back jake uh i believe it's hayner is how you say it top three receivers are back the offensive line should be good again i think the offense is gonna be awesome it's it's just gonna be if this defense can can catch on they were crazy aggressive last season they blitzed like almost every single play yeah sure why not yeah they they were third nationally in sack rate and third in passing success rate allowed um Mm. they just they made it really not fun to play against them, but yeah. they also allowed way too many big plays and just struggled. And that's the no right? trade-off, though. That's what you take. Yeah, and you get I, a better I, safety play, and all of a sudden you're in the money. Yeah, I think that they will do that again this season. I think that that will be the the approach f- moving forward. I think it's an approach that makes sense with Kalen DeBoer as your head coach. Um, I like Fresno State. I like to watch Fresno State. I think they will take a step forward this yeah. season. I don't think that they're you know win the conference or anything um i think they're a pretty pretty obvious number two or even three in the west depending on what happens in the san jose state game they will not be the worst team in california yeah i think that's fair yeah that's an accomplishment yeah yeah, i think that's fair um yeah i I like this team i think they're gonna be pretty fun to watch what does the uh what's the schedule look like so they start off at home against a real powerhouse they get uconn at home Okay, uh, that's, that's a win. That's a win. It's one and zero. They go at Oregon. They're gonna get shredded. They go one and one. Yeah, that's tough. Um, although I guess to be fair, if you want to catch Oregon at any point in time, second week of the season when they're breaking in a new quarterback is not the worst time to do it. When does Oregon play Ohio State? Week three. No. Uh, 
I thought it was week two. I'm pretty this sure. This is week, technically. It's this week, is technically week it, it, one. Yeah, so they week have a week one. zero game. I yeah, see. Okay. Week zero game. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Oregon and Ohio State play 9-11. Okay. Um, just keep bringing that up. <laughs> um, uh, okay, you got home at Oregon. That's one and one uh, They get Cal Polytech, most That's... famous for being uh, the school at which uh, the Big Bang Theory is set. Okay. Um, sure. Brian, big big, uh, big big Bang Theory head That's over right. here. That's yeah. right, yeah. So uh, Sheldon and Leonard will be in the stands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and and the yeah, what do you think? What do you think Penny will say about this mm, game? It'll huh? be interesting to see. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Bazinga, two and one. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the kid who plays Young Sheldon. It's like the grandson of the former director mm-hmm. of the CIA. He's going to be there. Is that real? <laughs> I think he, he's the grandson of like a former high up in the no government. No way. Very That's, strange. Uh, I yeah. can't believe I didn't know that. Yeah, you'll take the psychic damage from that if you uh, if you look into that a little bit further. Very okay. strange. That's uh, that's two and one. This is official CIA podcast. Let, let me. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out who it is. Let me. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, gonna play, do some young Sheldon research. We're gonna here. play that commercial about the CIA agent who has generalized anxiety disorder. Did you watch that? Oh my god, that rock, dude! I, I almost threw my phone out the window when I saw that show. Oh, dude, you gotta respect that. Um, okay, yeah, he's the he's the grandson he's the grandson of former United States Deputy Secretary of State Richard Lee Armitage. No, who way. was the uh, he was the Secretary of State under Reagan and oh George my Bush. God. <laughs> Young Sheldon doing death squads in Nicaragua. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Doesn't that rock? I can't believe I just learned that line in the air. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I can't process that this time. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. need to go forward with the, with yeah, the schedule. Of course, and yeah. I'll, I'll just think about that in my okay, free time. So we got them at 2-1. and one. We got them at 2-1. and one, Then they go at UCLA to go 2-2. Two and two. Yep. They catch UNLV at home, which is 3-2. and two. Okay. They go at Hawaii. It's 4-2. and two. Okay. They get a bye week at Wyoming's four and three. Okay. I would say so. Okay. Uh, home against Nevada is four and four. Okay. At San Diego State, we call it a win. That's five and four. Mm-hmm. Boise State's a loss. That's five and five. Okay. New Mexico at home is six and five. At San Jose State is six and six. Okay. That's tough, man. That's a tough schedule. Yeah. They managed to get pretty much every good team in the conference. And two P five teams. Yeah, that's tough. Um I think that there's a I think they they could very well go seven and five. I think they could pull one of those games in the Mountain West. Yeah. Right. Um I think they could beat San Jose State. I think they could beat Wyoming, Nevada. I, I, like any of those four, I, I feel they could win that game. Mm-hmm. We gave all four of them losses. I think that eight and four is very realistic here. Sure. Six possible. and six is also realistic though. Um yeah, I, I I like what he's doing here. I think it's just this is a tough draw. This is yeah. uh this is a tough draw. I think he's building something. Just probably not gonna fully kick in this season. Bowl no, eligibility. Yeah, yeah, you're still happy with the bowl. Um, all right, where to next? San Jose Stay State, in or, California. San Jose yeah, State? sure. Let's go to San Jose State. Brent and Brendan, who we mentioned earlier, really really strong coach. Um, did a really impressive job last season. I, I think that. It, 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 that's one of the hardest jobs in the in the nation to yeah. win at, and he went seven and one and took them to a bowl game, and you know they 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 flexed after they won the conference championship game. And oh man, the, uh, the the video with how bizarre yes, by OMC, delightful video, so good. One of my favorites of yeah. uh, of the college football season. There's another one where it's a video of him getting onto uh onto the the jet when they after they won the championship mm-hmm. and he has the uh he's holding the championship trophy and he like shows it to the camera and he's like how about that isn't that neat <laughs> <laughs> 
San Jose, lovely airport. Yeah, tell sure, you. sure. I'll take uh, your word for yeah. it. <laughs> um, but yeah, Brent Brennan, I, I really like what he does. I think he's a really interesting coach. Their defense was awesome last season, mm-hmm. and just about everybody is back. Nick Starkle is back. Good portion of the offense at large is back. Um, I believe Tyler Nevins is back, who for some reason only carried the ball 66 times last season, even though he averaged almost eight yards a carry. Jesus. Um, meanwhile, the guy who got the most touches averaged less than four a carry. Uh, we call that the master Teague system. Yeah. <laughs> it's not <laughs> It's not advisable. It's not how I would do it personally. Um, I think they're going to be awesome again. I, I uh, The only reason that I have them in Tier 2 is because it's San Jose State, and it's just so hard to trust that that 7-1 season was legit, mm-hmm. right? Because it's really hard to win there. Um, and especially because they, they really relied on big plays on offense and sacks on defense. Two right. things that famously are kind of unstable. Yeah, right? yeah, like yeah, that's, yeah, That's a tough thing to rely on. Um, their culture is great. I, I, uh, it's, you know, usually you can't say that on the outside looking in, but it's very obvious that this is a, oh, they love that coach. This is a very strong culture here. Um, yeah, just about everybody is, is back. Um, and and we didn't mention, I'm sure people have heard this story, but just in case you aren't familiar with this, Nick Starkle is the quarterback that was asked Texas A&M. He was asked my dude. That, uh, yeah, Tate Martell referred to an elite DM as... Calling him, he's ass, my dude. Yeah, and only Which one Nick's... of those is a conference champion, if mm-hmm. you ask me. or a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or a quarterback. <laughs> yes, uh, Nick Starkle tweeted out that DM, and uh, Tate subsequently decommitted from. Yes. Texas A&M after decommitting from Washington. Yeah, then signed with Ohio State, which caused Danny Clark to decommit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Danny Clark is now actually the producer of this podcast. Which is... <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna. It's a good gig for him. We're gonna not mention anything about the Clark Mafia. We're gonna. <laughs> Just keep it pushing to the next yeah, subject. Nick Starkle rocks. I like Nick Starkle. Uh, Jeff, if you're listening, we're big fans. Yeah, uh, big fans. Uh, appreciate your son producing our podcast. Thank you. Um, Trey Walker and Bailey Gaither are gone. They were the two best receivers, but just about everybody else is oh, back. Trey Walker was great. Man. Yeah, he rocks. Um, but uh, I, I, I'm curious to see if they can keep up the big plays without those two. Other than that, I think everything here is still going to be fine. The pass yep. rush is still going to be awesome. I have to imagine this will be one of the prime schools for like the transfer market. If you're looking for like a receivers, whatever receivers leave your spring ball, it's a great place to go. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's an offense that wants to throw it, and it's an offense that's going to. I mean, Nick Starkle is one of the most proven returning quarterbacks in the country, which yeah. is crazy to say nowadays. Yeah, I he's, mean, he's good. He's not like an amazing arm or anything. I yeah. wouldn't draft him, I don't think, but no, he's a, he's a not, good college quarterback. Good he's, college quarterback. I mean, someone's going to, there's a lot of receivers in the West Coast just aren't going to fit at whatever Power 5 I'm, school. And I'm curious. I'm going to look and see if they have pulled any, any transfers in because I don't know off the top of my head. And I feel like they... Well, Nick Starkle was himself a transfer. I know yeah. this year, obviously, but yeah. he was from Mississippi State. He, yes. He, yeah. He yeah. left A&M to go to Mississippi State to go to San Jose State. Yeah, that famous, that yeah. famous path that we all love to take. Um, <laughs> just like Two upgrades, huh? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the path of like someone who robbed a bank. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, uh, they have one transfer, Matthew Tog... I think that was literally the... the uh... Uh, that's the plot of uh, Hell, in, Hell Over High Water. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. Uh, Matthew Tago from uh, Oregon State linebacker. Um, there could be more. 24-7 doesn't usually list all the transfers. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, this is this is a good program. It's a really, really good program. I'm, I'm impressed that they have been able to build this in such a tough place to win. It would be um, pretty funny if they recruited Tate Martell as a wide receiver. Yeah, that'd be cool. Just, that'd just be fucking, really funny. Just owning him. Yeah. The, the <laughs> ultimate, this guy has, has to catch passes that's, from Nick Starkle. That's the meanest thing anyone in college ball could do. Is that they yeah. make him a wide receiver yeah. for Nick Starkle. Just imagine getting that text if you're Tate Martell from Brent Brennan. It's like, hey, it's Brent Brennan at San Jose State. We want you to catch passes from Nick Starkle. You know, I wasn't really on board, but Nick told me he thought you'd be a great receiver for him. <laughs> uh, Nick Starkle just sends the wink emoji. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that'd be too good to be true. Oh, man. So what, what's the schedule looking like? Here? Okay, so they lead off with Southern Utah at home for a Okay, w. that's a win, yep. Then they catch USC on the road for a loss. Yeah. It's one and one. I think USC's going to be really good this year. Yeah. Yeah. They, they have two bye weeks. They have an early one in 9-11. And okay. And they go at Hawaii. Okay, yeah. Uh, that's two and, two and, two and one. one. Yep. They go at Western Michigan, one of the better G five games this year. That will uh, be fun. I think it's a win. But I think we uh, called that a win when they yeah, when we yeah. looked at it before. That's three and one. Yeah. Ooh, Caleb Ellaby against uh against Nick Starkle. That's awesome. That's fun. That's a really huh? cool game. Uh they catch New Mexico State at home to go four and one. Yep. At Colorado State's five and one. We called San Diego State a win, that's six and one. At UNLV is seven and one. Hell yeah. So they're riding high on the yeah. end of the season here when they then catch Wyoming at home. Oh, I would call be a that great a game. loss. I don't know, man. It's at home. That Wyoming defense is so good, man. Yeah, that's gonna be a great. That's gonna be like that's a ten. Really that's gonna be like a ten six, and no one's gonna complain. Yeah. Oh man, I'm amped up for that one. Ah. I'll, I'll call it a loss personally. Okay. All right. Seven and two, at Nevada is a loss. Seven and three, maybe. I'm, just... I'm curious to see how Carson Strong hang, handles yeah, that yeah. pressure. Fair enough. Uh, I'm actually, I'm gonna say that's a win. I think that okay. they, I think they get that one. I don't think that Nevada's going undefeated. Okay. Because Carson Strong is good for one stinker a year, and I think that this might be. So uh, you have an eight and two right now. Yeah. So then we have Utah State, which is a win. Yep. That's nine and two. Then a late bye week. Okay. Then Fresno State at home. Which I is, think we gave them that one, yeah, right? Ten and two. Ten and two. Hell yeah, dude. That's, a, dude, that's that gets Brent Brown a job. It should have gotten him a job last offseason. Yeah. Especially yeah. if he's competitive with USC in that early season game, which I, yeah. again that's gonna be a tough tough ask. But yeah. if they can be competitive, he might get the USC job. He might get. <laughs> I, my, I would bank right now. I would think he might get the uh, the UCLA job, mm-hmm. which I think he would kill at. Yeah. I think he'd be awesome there. They they need a coach who people like. I, I think realistically, <laughs> like Washington, Stanford, UCLA could yeah. all be in play. Which I don't think Washington is moving on from from Jimmy Lake anytime soon. Yeah, they probably should. <laughs> 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 just win the conference? <laughs> uh, no, sir. They won the division okay, and they got replaced. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, the I, classic move. Yeah, um, I'm not a fan of his. No, I don't like him either. But I, uh, I, I don't know if they're gonna fire him after winning the, winning the division. <laughs> um, I think Stanford's probably most likely. Um, I don't really know where else he would. The, 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 that's the thing is that there's not really a ton of Pac-12 jobs that seem open right now because uh, Arizona State's not moving on. USC would need a bad season to move on from Helton. Right. It seems like Chip Kelly has things headed in the right direction. Stanford seems to be the most open of the bunch, but like Colorado has a new coach. Utah's certainly not going to move on. Um, Oregon is fine. Oregon State is fine. You you have a lot of jobs that I you know Cal is I think pretty happy with Justin Wilcox. Yeah. His he's recruiting well. Um, he could take. I mean, he might just end up. St- I mean. I mean, I suppose he doesn't need to be on the West Coast. He could go somewhere else. Right. What's his background? Do you know where he coached before? Let's let's see here. Let's let's see here before we. Uh, I mean, yeah, Texas Tech will open up, right? Texas we think Tech that. will certainly open up. Uh, I don't know. TCU I don't know if could I open up. TCU would be a good fit. I think he would do really well at TCU. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I think that you'd be going from a culture building defensive coach to a culture building defensive coach, and I, I yeah. think he would do really well there. Um, he is a he's a West Coast guy. Hawaii, Washington, Arizona, Cal Poly. San Jose State, Oregon State, San Jose State. Never left. That's wild. Um, So it probably would need to be a Pac-12 job. Could be the next Nebraska coach. Hmm. Bringing the uh, bringing the, the the California to Nebraska pipeline that That's Mike right. Riley dreamed of back. Yeah, I think went, so. it went so well for him after all. Right, he really crushed it. <laughs> when you have the chance to have Tyjon Lindsay for one season, <laughs> you, you just have it. to yeah. you have to take it's it. It's really funny they have had so many receivers for like one or two years. Oh, leave. dude, Keith Williams, legend. 
It's really good. Really, really just like uh, at whiteouts. Great name. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Men could not stop getting uh, dr- taken for uh, DUI. Also amazing how many Big Ten receivers coaches had public Twitter beef with Zach Smith. Yeah. Keith Williams among them. Uh, Jed Fish among exactly, them. Exactly. Yes. Just three great dudes we yeah. love. You were legally required if you're a Big Ten receivers coach in the mid 2010s to have at least three DUIs <laughs> on your record. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the price of playing the game, baby. <laughs> Okay, moving on. Moving uh, on. Wyoming, last one in tier two. We got Wyoming. One no, of your uh, one of your favorites, I think. They return all eleven defensive starters. Yeah, and this was a good defense last yes. season. Craig was a good coach. Yeah, you got a good defense. The offense is the thing. The offense is the thing. The offense is the thing, and they went two and four last who's season. Who's gonna score on them? I don't know, man. Who, who, who are they gonna score on? Is 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 a is a question that I'm I'm just gonna have about these guys until I see otherwise. It's an easy schedule. It's an easy schedule. Um, I, man, I don't know. I I like his offense. I like the idea of Craig Bull so much, but I need to I need to see it. Um, Sean Chambers was lost the uh, starting quarterback at the beginning of the season to his third straight season-ending injury. Mm. Um. Levi Williams, the freshman quarterback, was awesome at the beginning of the season, kind of got hurt late and struggled. It's the I'm, Hank Bachmeyer story at yeah, Boise State. He turned yeah. around, right? I'm curious to see if Williams is the starter. I like the new offensive coordinator, Tim Polisek. Um I think that the offense could be okay, right? I, mm-hmm. I think it I can't I think it can take a step forward. I like the running backs. Um I'm gonna try to say this kid's name. Zazavian, Zaza Pachulia, yes, Zazavian Valade. Okay, running back. Great name. X A Zavian, probably right. X A Z A V I A N. Xavian. Zavian. Let me see it. Can I see it visually? Um, I don't know if I can turn the computer. Okay, don't worry about it. Um, but uh, it's probably Xavian. You're probably right, which is Xavian. Um, and then Trey Smith. The exact opposite okay. name. Both of them are good. Um, just about every wideout is back. Um, there's nothing to worry about with the defense. Defense is going to be awesome, like you said. I'm just it's the offense. That's the thing that that if the offense is good, this is a this is a title contender in the yeah. conference. If just this is a team that can beat Boise State if the offense is good. If if not, then there's you know it's probably eight and four, which is still great. That's, that's really good at Wyoming. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh you're not in a great division, right? The mountain is the, is the, the lesser of the two. It's, I'm just curious about the offense. That's it. That's, that's really what it's, what it's going to come down to here. I think it's very valid. Yeah. Um, their schedule. Okay. They lead off with Montana state. At All right. Home. That's one and oh, they go at Northern Illinois. That's two and oh, yep. They get ball state at home. Oh. I would say that's three and oh, that's okay. A, that's, All that's right. the home edge. You'd give them the home edge. Yeah. I think. At UConn, is, yeah. At UConn's four and zero. Yeah. By week. Okay. At Air Force, five and zero. Fresno State at home. We called that a win for Wyoming already. Six and zero. New Mexico seven and zero. They're seven and zero going to that San Jose State game. Oh, San Jose man. State should be seven and one then. Yeah. Uh, who did we call that for? I think we called it for Wyoming, right? Did I, we? I think I called it for Wyoming. I think I. I think I. I think you did. Executive yeah. decision. Okay. okay. So so eight and zero. Eight and zero. Colorado State at home nine and zero. Yeah. At Boise State, I'll call that a loss. They'll split yeah. with San Jose State and Boise State. Yeah, nine and nine one. And one. At Utah State is ten and one. Yep. Hawaii is eleven and one. God damn. Yeah. That's an easy schedule. Yeah, man. it's eleven and one, and I might not even be convinced at the end of the year that they're good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, they, it's one of those. They play two good teams the whole yeah. season. Yeah, that is a that is a friendly schedule. That's what um, I'm talking about. I mean, about. good for Craig Bull. I don't think he's going to go anywhere. It seems like he likes to be here. Yeah. Um, which I I understand. I would also like to live in Wyoming sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, seems like a nice place. But yeah, uh, really cool people. Yeah, but uh, he. Uh, I told you I just flew back from there. 
yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, that's a great season. That's a really, really, really good season for for Wyoming. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I'm excited to watch this defense. If the offense is is good, then they could easily go undefeated easily because they just have to win those two games, right? Yeah, and and, and if you it. have a good offense, you can win two games. Hmm. Um, Playoff Wyoming, you're hearing it more and more. We are not uh, tier one, <laughs> tier one here. Nevada or Boise State? Where do you want to go? Um. How about Nevada? Okay, we can go to Nevada. Um, Do you say Nevada or Nevada now? I switch. <laughs> okay. Switch back and forth. It's like pajamas what's, and pajamas. What's the real one? Uh, they're supposed oh, to be. Oh, I don't know. They say Nevada, right? Right. I don't know. I don't know. It could be well, either one. We're saying Nevada, you freaks. What All are you right. going to do about it? <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Come after us. Uh, Jay Norvell is your head coach. Runs the Air Raid. One of the only true Air Raid guys right, your left. Your coach is Jay Norvell. <laughs> <laughs> sorry go ahead okay um they're really good the the just about the entire offense is back carson strong is back he was fucking fantastic last season as yeah. i said he is he's good for one stinker a year but other than that he's awesome um i believe romeo daubs the uh wide receiver is back tony tony horton was back as uh, well romeo dabs all right um i'm dabbing on the podcast yeah you he's, he's dabbing it. on the I'm podcast dabbing. elijah cooks is also back uh, who missed 20, 2020 after a season-ending injury. Uh, do you know who the offensive coordinator is here? No. It's Matt Mummy. Oh! Yeah. Is yeah. that Al's son or yes, brother? Or, it's, yeah. it's his son. Um, That's cool. Yeah. This offense rocks. It's really, really cool. That's I a great move, honestly, by Nor- Norvell to hire Al Mummy's kid. That's pretty cool, honestly. Especially at, at Nevada. That's a great yeah, fit. That, that makes awesome. so much sense to run the air raid at Nevada, right? Like, I don't know why you wouldn't do that. That's... That's what you do here. Um, the the fear, as I said, is that they're probably going to have one really stupid one, right? Like, that's that's just kind of what this team does, is they have one really stupid one. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the stupid one was last year. Uh, they lost to Hawaii 24-21. Mm, can't do that. Yeah, can't do that. But, I watched uh, that game live, I yeah, think. I but, was, that was like a 2 a.m. game. Yeah, but other than that, they're they're good. The offense was was good. The defense was really good last year, which I'm... I'm a little anxious about because I, I don't know how much I trust that they have uh Devontae Lee the the massive running back that a couple years oh, ago yeah, yeah his yeah, highlights yeah, circuit yeah. his highlights surfaced and people were like this is the next Marshawn Lynch I don't know about all that but sure. he is big old boy though he is huge he's fun to watch yeah um Toa Tawa is also here I don't know if he's back but he was awesome last season okay. um it's just a really good offense. It's a really, really fun, yeah. cool offense. I think it takes a step forward this season. Defense probably takes a step back, but this is your uh, this is your leader in the West. I think. Man, I gotta tell you, they could not start the season. I mean, that's just a really brutal start. To okay. The year. They lead off at Cal. Okay, that's a win though. I don't think Cal's gonna be that good this year. Um, week one, it's a, okay. Okay, that's yeah. a win. Fine, but uh, just Deer Hill takes it pretty high. They get Idaho State at home. That's two zero. Okay. At Kansas State, it's probably three and zero. Yep. They get a bye week early, which is a bad idea. Yeah. Then they get Boise State in the road. They lose that game. Yeah, they lose that game. That's three and one. They get New Mexico State at home, four, four and one. one. Yep. Hawaii at home is five and one. Fresno State in the road is six and one. UNLV seven and one. Yep. San Jose State at home. I think we gave that to San Jose State. Yeah, so yeah, because we said he was going to have a stinker against the defense. Yeah, seven, and, seven two. and two. Then at San Diego State, is eight, eight, and, eight two. and two. Air Force is nine and two. At Colorado State is ten and two. I believe that wins them the division, right? Because they would have the well, no, I think it's San Diego. I think it. I think San Jose State wins the division then because yep. they have the win. Um, I think they both have one conference loss, right? That sounds right. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, they would have two conference losses that matter. That's right. So yeah, San Jose State definitely wins it. Um. Yeah, cool. That's that yeah. sounds fine to me. I think that that's a 
I think that the West would be happy with two ten and two teams. That seems sure. that seems that California good. California game is a is a hinge game. I mean, you yeah, that's that gonna game. be that's gonna be interesting. Um, that's a great season. That's a, that's another yeah, well, very either way good, nine yeah. and three or ten and two. That's a great year. Jay Norvell's gonna get a Big Twelve job. <laughs> it would make sense. That's a guy who go to Texas Tech. Yeah, that's hey, that's the guy who's going to go to Texas Tech. Yeah, yeah. I bet on that. That is the guy who's gonna go to Texas Tech. Bring Matt Mummy to Texas Tech. Oh man. That's good. That's, That's cool. a good hire. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, that sounds fun to me. All right, last up, Boise State. It's the class of the conference. New head coach. Never heard of him. Yeah, <laughs> never heard of him. New head coach um, whose name is, for some reason, completely Andy Avalos. That's right, Andy Avalos. He was the Oregon D.C. He's really good. <laughs> He's really, really good. Um, Brian Harson is gone. I'll be honest, I don't think it's a huge loss, right? I, I, I don't think that he was really doing anything especially special right i think he was just kind of keeping it going yeah. um hank bachmeyer is back he was really really good when he was healthy oh, that's, man, he rocks. that's just the issue is that he has trouble staying healthy row, yeah. yeah um that running back too they have uh george halani is his name he's back yes i believe so i believe george halani is back Stud. um yeah he rocks two former four stars um george halani actually wasn't the best running back on the team last season he only carried the ball 19 times oh, wow. it was andrew van buren who was not good but he mm. did carry the ball 111 times former u.s president Andrew. Van buren. <laughs> <laughs> that's right um i would like to see more george halani this season i don't remember what the situation was with him last season he might not have been healthy mm-hmm. um receivers are fucking awesome khalil shakir is back oh wow um I'm I'm they've excited. Got some dudes, man. Yeah, they've got some dudes. The defense has some dudes as well. Um, Riley Wimpy is back. The uh, the linebacker. Mm-hmm. Kaka- I, like, I like my receivers not wimpy. Or sorry, my linebackers not wimpy. Yeah. Kakala Kaniho is a defensive back from the. Uh, he plays nickel. He's an awesome nickel. I really like him. Okay. Um, this is easily the most talented team in the Mountain West. It's it's really just going to be if uh, if Bachmeyer is healthy. I think the defense takes a step forward. Offense should probably be okay if if Bachmeyer is there, they'll be great. CT Thomas is back as well, the slot receiver. Yeah, um, it's just going to be it, it, they need to get the big plays back. They didn't really have any in 2020. Mm-hmm. I think George Halani helps with that. Um, replacing Jalen Walker in the secondary is going to be a little bit tricky, but I'm not worried about the defense with Avalos. Um, I, I, this is another Boise State team. That's what it comes down to. It's another really good Boise State team. You know what to expect. Yeah, supremely talented. They just need to stay healthy, and they need to find the big plays again. Um, if they do, they could very well be undefeated. You want to go through their schedule with me? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. They lead off at UCF. That's a win. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, guess Malzahn's. Malzahn against Avalos is fun. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I just trust. I mean, Avalos has his guys. Where's Gus Malzahn's in year one of a roster? I think it. Yeah, I think it's more likely that. Well, Avalos is also in year one of a roster, but it, but he was on the he, staff before. I mean. He's familiar with the Boise State more than yeah. than Gus Malzahn is familiar with the UCF situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and I think it's easier to have your defense ready for Week One than it is your offense when you're installing a new one. Yeah, yeah. Um, then they get UTEP at home, which is going to be an awesome game. Sorry. That's, okay. Yeah. Two and zero. Two and zero. They get Oklahoma State at home. Oh, man. Oklahoma State just, I mean, they lose Spencer Sanders and Tylen Wallace and Chuba Hubbard. They lose Spencer Sanders? Maybe he's back. Who cares? I think he he's sucks back. anyway. He sucks. He sucks. But Tylen Wallace yeah. and Chuba Hubbard are gone, which was their whole explosive I'm going to say offense. it's 3 0. I don't think Spencer think Sanders so is going to know what he's looking at here. Yeah. At Utah State is 4 0. Okay. Nevada at home is 5 0. At BYU, we called that a win for Boise State. That's 6 0. Yep. Air Force is 7 0. Then a bye week. Mm-hmm. Colorado State's eight and zero. Fresno State's nine and zero. Wyoming's ten and zero. 
New, Me- New Mexico's 11 and 0. San Diego State's 12 and 0. I yeah, yeah. The only teams that make them sweat here Oklahoma are State. Wyoming and Oklahoma State and, and UCF. Maybe, honestly, their first 3 games, they get through those undefeated, they'll finish the year undefeated. Yeah. Man. I, I don't think that they will have the juice for a serious playoff But they'll push. be highly ranked. They'll yeah, be a top they, they'll be team. they'll be top twelve. They might they could very well be the G five representative. I think Cincinnati probably will be. They have a strength I, on that, I feel like I honestly I, I I have not shared this this take on the podcast before. I think I'm okay, starting to honestly believe it. I think Cincinnati might be in the playoff this year. I think Cincinnati might be the playoff. Look, I mean if they beat they get Notre Dame and Indiana. And Indiana yeah, I mean, I, you win those two, you're in, right? You're I not going to lose in your conference. I think that they might do it. I think that they might run the table, in in the AAC. The only hangup that I have is that they lost Marcus Freeman, and he's he's that good that yeah. I would be worried about and it. You also don't just have like, you don't. It's not just about beating Notre Dame and Indiana. You have to beat Notre Dame and Indiana, or they and they have to be really good. Yeah. Or you have to beat them very. Which convincingly. I think they will be. I think both teams are going to be good. I think Notre Dame's defense is going to be fantastic. Um, I gotta look at Notre Dame's schedule. I don't know what it looks like off the top of my head, but well, I, I don't even need to know because I know that they're gonna run the uh, the three two two four with with Freeman, and they're gonna put Kyle Hamilton in it. And that's and Hamilton's a free. That yeah, yeah. You, you have him as one of those second level linebackers. That's yeah. fucking terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> that dude is gonna have that like two hundred tackles. He decided between uh, uh, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Clemson, and Georgia. Yeah, imagine what any of those three teams besides Notre Dame looks like if they don't have. They all had really bad safeties, right? Last yeah. year, or maybe Georgia didn't, but uh, Ohio State and Clemson had really bad safeties last yeah. year. Imagine what either one of those teams looks like in the playoff with a good safety. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. That's a sliding door moment there. Yeah, but uh, I think the defense at Notre Dame is going to be awesome. I can only assume that the quarterback play will improve. <laughs> Because it's not uh, Ian Book. I wouldn't Book. assume that at all. It's not Ian Book. But that roster is pretty weak at a quarter because they lost a lot of guys to yeah. transfer. That's that. Uh, I think they're going to be starting a true freshman potentially. Maybe I like the true freshman though. If memory serves, yeah. um, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, running game should be fine because uh, what's his name is back. Uh, Williams, Kyron Williams. Mm-hmm. He rocks. He's one of my favorite running backs in yeah. college football. Um, but I think Cincinnati can win both of those games. Absolutely. Uh, Indiana should be good too. I think Indiana is probably the second best team in the Big Ten this year. Like I'd agree with that. Yeah. Pretty easily, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it's not really close. I mean, I guess Minnesota, Wisconsin. Minnesota, Wisconsin. Um, but yeah, I I think Cincinnati absolutely. If it wins those two games and then runs the table in the AAC, Desmond Ritter looks like one of the best quarterbacks in the country. He'll be a draft. You pick. could very easily make the case, right? Yeah, I mean, this is one. It's a year like we saw with Houston, where Houston had, beat a couple P five teams yeah. and like went. Was it undefeated or close to undefeated? Close to undefeated. And yeah. then they came back and they had another P five schedule the next year, but they lost. Yeah, they a couple lost games. two games. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like this is what Cincinnati has there, where they did look really good in year one, and then yeah. you have a chance to do it again in year two. Only like, the only other thing that I think would stand in the way is it needs one of Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, and Oklahoma to take a step back. Right. I think Clemson takes a step back. I think Clemson and Alabama take a step back. Honestly. I could see Ohio State taking one too. I think Ohio State's schedule is just so the easy. Is, yeah, the, the schedule is easy. The issue is with all three of those teams is the new quarterback. Though, yeah. Right. So I, I think Cincinnati absolutely has room to do this. Yeah. Um, I mean, but the, the but, team that could do Cincinnati the biggest favor is Georgia. If yeah. Georgia can beat Clemson and Alabama in the same yeah. season, that would help Cincinnati and then lose a stupid one, right? Yes. Like lose to Georgia Tech somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Which is very possible, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It, it could lose to fucking Florida with Emory Jones. God, they play what ten Power Five games this year. That's tough. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I, I it's like just a, what every Big Ten team does every year. Well, <laughs> sorry, I hate to be that guy, but come on. Oh, well, they play ten Power Five teams, but nine of them are dog shit. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, it's not still. Uh, but uh, yeah, and, and anyway, the the point being, Cincinnati. Yeah. If Cincinnati makes the playoff, then Boise State 
could still go to a, a New Year's Six game, yeah. right? Um, so, or does that does it clear the slot? Or? I don't know, man. It sucks if it does. I think Boise would still get in because they'd be undefeated, yeah. right? Like that's I I think Boise being undefeated specifically is the thing that draws that kind of. Uh, I gotta tell you, it would be pretty fucking hilarious if Luke Fickle goes undefeated, coaches the first G five program to make the playoff. And still doesn't get the Ohio State job whenever Ryan Day leaves and they give it to Matt Campbell instead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's pretty funny. Oh, I would feel bad for him because Luke's a great guy, but yeah, he that's, is. Uh, He's a great coach, man. He's yeah. a really, really good football but, coach. I mean, that's a distinct possibility that could yeah. happen. He yeah. just doesn't seem like a great interviewer, is this issue. What's that? He doesn't seem like a great interviewer because he yeah. got, didn't get so many jobs for years before he, I mean, yeah. it took him a long time to get a good job at Cincinnati. And I honestly, I kind of like him at Cincinnati. Like oh, as, he's a like great a long fit. Term. Yeah. Like, I think that makes a lot of And well, they make a playoff, someone might get him into a Power 5 conference. That'd be cool. I would support it for sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I, but I think, anyway, I think Boise State, Cincinnati, and then either Louisiana or Coastal Carolina are all going undefeated this season. And it's going to be a very good year for me specifically. Yeah. <laughs> for my brand be, of thing that I do. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be on here just going nuts every weekend just, y'all see that huh, huh? check this shit hey, out Ian's watching them chandeliers down there eh? Eh? hey it looks uh, like them boys down cincinnati you can get yeah. a couple points on the board i will convert you to this brand of sicko where you just you take more joy in watching g5 teams play well than you do in anything yeah, else we'll see about that i'm i'm still an nc state partisan i'll be watching tim beck every weekend so That's we'll see great. oh man this is gonna be a fun conference I'm, yeah. I'm amped up for it you got some really fucking good teams in this conference yeah. there's there's some not good teams but the top of this league is awesome yeah it's exciting man yeah it's a, like you said it's a great g5 year i'm excited for it yeah all right thank you all so much for checking out flipping the field this was a long one <laughs> it's yeah. okay uh the college football podcast about all of college football if you enjoy the show please be sure to leave a five-star review on apple Podcasts and share it with your friends just let them know if they like college football um or <laughs> 9-11, I guess, if they like 9-11. Uh, Ryan's a big a big 9-11 guy over here. Um, Ryan, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me at B1G underscore Ryan, where if you tweet at me, I will tell you which celebrities are related to which uh, you know CIA heads and mm-hmm. you know various deep state operatives and stuff. Uh, <laughs> I've I'm, sent I'm, you I'm, down a serious <laughs> rabbit hole. I'm happy to help with that process. Yeah, I will also say, um, be sure to share the show with your friends this week, because we got something really cool coming next week that we, we're not going to talk about yet, but yeah. it's it's cool. It's, it's it's cool. We're really it's, excited about it. It's really fucking cool. And yeah. if, if you like the show, you should tell other people to check it out. Maybe not this episode, but the next one. Yeah, it'll be the week to do it. Yeah, because it's it's a really fucking cool and episode. And we promise it'll be about the Power Five. Yeah. You guys will get your, your little wish. Pulling our goddamn ear. Twisting yeah. our arm. No, but we're really excited. Yeah, it's it's going to be really cool. I'm at Patrick underscore Mayhorn. My writing is at the Outside Zone newsletter on Substack, available three times a week for $5 a month. I'm also at Buckeye Sports Bulletin, where I am one of two associate editors. Uh, we're monthly right now, so uh, I, I guess you can still subscribe if you want, but we're not putting Go out bucks. paper until, until June. Uh, Ryan, do we have anything else? Uh, no, sir. All right, man. I'll talk to you next week. See you.